What's going on, guys? And welcome to episode 180 of the Taste Cast, a weekly podcast where we talk all things gaming. My name is Seth, and joining me today is Chevy. Chevy, we've made it. It's 2023. We're days into the new year. How are you faring this year? Surviving. <laughs> no, it's been good. Uh, nothing really to complain about. Uh, trying to play catch up on some games that came out in the last couple months because a bunch of them just kind of shotgunned out. So that's been kind of rough. That's one thing I was going to say is I'm enjoying the the brief lull we got right now. Very brief, but yes. Like all the games I had to pack into the end of 2022 to make sure I could like talk about game of the year. That's not uh, an obligation for me anymore. And I'm still playing some of those games, but like 2023, I'm like, I got no obligations. I can play whatever the fuck I want. I'm doing that right now. Um, so yeah, I get where you're coming from on that. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, um, I think patch. Oh boy, what version are we on? 6.3 just came out for Final Fantasy 14, so I need to hop on and do that soon. How's rating going? It's not. Mm. <laughs> We're always one person short. It's always a different person, but it's always one person short, so. Rough. Yeah, very rough. All right, well, that's cool outside of the rating thing. Um, my 2023 has been good so far. Good. Um, I've been playing like, I mean, we'll talk about it, but I've been playing. A very particular and specific kind of game this year, which has been very interesting, and we'll talk about that when we talk about what we've been playing. But uh, but yeah, with that, it's the first taste cast of the year and the month. Um, so we got to talk about game releases, and uh, yeah, let's move over to that real quick. And this is via thegamer.com. We're going to read off all the games coming out in January. We're going to talk about if we're excited for them or not. So. Pretty short list, but I see some pretty big names on this. Uh, with uh, January 13th, apparently is the beginning of the releases. Uh, we got Dragon Ball Z Kakarot coming out on PS5, Xbox Series. Then on the 13th as well, we got One Piece Odyssey coming out on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC. Very cool to see it's coming out on PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, January 19th, we got Persona 4 Golden, PS4, Xbox One, Xbox Series, PC. And then on the 19th, we got Shin Megami Tensai Persona Three portable on PS4, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC. Then on the 19th as well, we got Colossal Cave on PS5, Xbox Series, Switch, and PC. Then on the 20th, we got Fire Emblem Engage on Switch, already coming out, which is pretty wild. And then uh, we got Monster Hunter Rise on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series. Then on the 24th, we got Forspoken finally coming out on PS5 and PC. Then on the 26th, we have Hitman World of Assassination on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, Switch, and PC. Then on the 27th, we finally get the remake of Dead Space uh, coming out on PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. And then on the 31st, my birthday... Uh, Raiden or Raiden 4X Mikado Remix, definitely a Japanese game, I'm going to guess, on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, PC, and then on the 31st as well, we got Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition coming out on Xbox One, Xbox Series, then on the 31st as well, Season A, A Letter, or no, Season, A Letter to the Future on PS4, PS5, and PC, and then the last, but maybe the least, I don't know, on the 31st, we got SpongeBob SquarePants, uh, the Cosmic Shake on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Chevy, what games are calling out to you in January? Uh, more than I was expecting, honestly. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's a really short list, but it's like almost all games I'm kind of interested in. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely interested in picking up One Piece Odyssey. Um, 
I don't know if I'm gonna buy day like day one, but I definitely want to play it. So, so one cool thing on that for anybody who doesn't know, maybe you know, maybe you guys know, but apparently the One Piece Odyssey demo is out, and apparently you get to keep your progression from that demo. Oh, interesting. Square does that a lot too, so it's yeah. interesting to see. I think that's Bandai doing the same. So Something. even if you're not 100% ready to just buy it day one, you could at least start your progress and check the game out, which I think is pretty cool, and I wish more people would do that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that a lot. Square's been doing it uh, for the last like couple years with their demos too, so uh, specifically on Switch. Um, anyways, yeah, I, I want to try that. I'll, maybe I'll download the demo. Um, another game on this list I had done the same and have not played yet, though. Uh, Persona 4 Golden I thought was out, and I thought I owned on PC, so I'm really confused by that one. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but I could have swore I bought Persona 4 on PC. This is via thegamer.com, so if they got it fucked up, that's their fault. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one at all, mm-hmm. unless they just added PC on accident. Um Shin Megami Tensai Persona 3 Portable would be cooler if it was just Persona 3. But, uh, yeah, I might pick it up eventually. That name rolls right off the tongue. <laughs> uh, Fire Emblem Engage, I would like to pick up. I still have not uh, played and beat the last game, though, so I should probably do that first. Though um, the character designer in this is an artist that I enjoy, so I will be, uh, I'm a little more inclined to pick it up because of that. Uh, Let's see. Monster Hunter Rise I already have. I don't need another copy. But it's very cool that it's coming out to everything that's not PC and uh, Switch. Agreed, but I'm getting kind of tired of Monster Hunter having multiple launches for the same game on multiple platforms. No, I agree with that for sure. Global launches. But good good opportunity for people on PlayStation and Xbox to play the game. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Combat is super fluid in this one. I hope their next big release for Monster Hunter, they will release it on everything at once since they are not opposed to doing that. They just do it, like you said, at different times and cross-play. It's like the only two things that Monster Hunter really needs. I don't know why they don't do cross-play. That, the longevity of Monster Hunter would be even longer then. Mm-hmm. Um, Forspoken, I have a curiosity. and In all honesty, I will likely pick up at some point. Um, I have not played the demo. I've heard mixed things. That doesn't necessarily mean a lot for me. I don't have necessarily the same taste in games as a lot of people do. So, um, I think you might like it. Yeah. I think I might as well, but we'll see. I need to play the demo. Um, I just keep forgetting about it. And I don't turn my console on that much because I'm mostly PC games. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, and I think Raiden is a bullet hell game. And I always have an interest oh, in it those, is. But I don't ever play them. It sounded familiar, but I was like, I don't know exactly what this is. And Season, I don't know what that is at all. Unless it is like the Harvest Moon style game. Which I can't remember. And that's kind of what I thought it might be. It's hard, because I know that's called Story of Season. Or Season of Story or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know what that one is. But anyways, yeah, pretty uh, substantial amount. Yeah, especially for you. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. Uh, I'm interested in One Piece Odyssey. I don't know if I'm going to buy it because I haven't really looked that much into it, but I will play the demo because I want to know uh, what it's all about. Apparently it's a RPG um, and not like the last game they made, so I, I find that really interesting. 
And uh, you know, if I play it and I want to keep playing it, I can always just buy it and continue my progress. So I think it's really cool. Uh, Fire Emblem Engage is also uh, something I'm interested in playing, but also I never really played the last game. I played the one before that quite a bit. So I'm a little behind, but this one seems like it's its own thing, completely different, has a completely different art style. So I wouldn't be opposed to picking it up and, and still you know starting fresh with this, because I'm sure it's not a continuation of anything. So that's cool. Uh, Hitman World of Assassination, I'm definitely interested in. Don't know much about it, but I like Hitman, so that's enough for me. Uh, for Spoken, I think I am going to pick up. I played the demo. I'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, uh, I have very mixed opinions on the game, but I enjoyed my time with it. So I think that's the most important thing to really kind of note there. And I think I'm going to pick it up. Uh, Dead Space, I definitely want to pick up. That's looking better and better. Uh, I, I've already played Dead Space, so I know what to expect, but it's looking good. But I find it really interesting that I haven't still played the Callisto Protocol. I still need to go back and play it, but I just heard a lot of really mixed things about it. But yeah, um, then let's see. I think that's about it for me. Did you pick more games than I did? No, I commented on a few, though. Yeah. Very interesting, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a month full of games to play for sure that I want to play. But luckily, nothing like that's a must play for me outside of maybe Dead Space. But I feel like I've played it as well, so I don't feel as uh, inclined to want to have to do that. But definitely want to play it. Um, but yeah, anything else? I don't think so. All right, well, let us know in the comments what games are you guys excited for in January and uh, what games are you not excited for. Maybe there's a game on this list you're like, I'm definitely not going to play that shit. And uh, is there something that the gamer missed coming out in January? Maybe an indie game, maybe something on Steam that's early access. Let us know in the comments what game are you excited for in the comments below. All right, let's uh, jump into what we've been playing, where we talk about the games we've been playing. Uh in like the last week or so, although it's been like three weeks since the last Tasty Cast, so I will allow, you know, something that maybe happened like two weeks ago that you just didn't get a chance to talk about. Uh, how about you start us off with your games you've been playing, though? Okay, I'm going to start with the ones I can't really talk about too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a little Axiom Verge 2, uh, which we'll talk about on Post Club at the end of the month, but uh, it is different in setting in the beginning than the first one. I'll just say that much. So... Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't what I was expecting. Same. Uh, brain just stopped on the other game. The What's the, the game of the month called again? Uh, Solasta. Solasta. Play some Solasta. Uh, now with multiple groups, which um, I'll have something to talk about on that as well at the end of the month. For game of the month, make sure to come back and check that out. Multiple groups? Yeah, you guys. And then uh, I picked it up for Chris and played with him. So. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. Um, I played a little bit of Final Fantasy XIV recently because uh, I logged into Try to Raid. That didn't happen, so we just kind of did a group run around and, and make some gill. Uh, it was fun. We mostly just got to bullshit while playing the game, so it's it good. Um, yeah. Outside of that, I've mostly only played... I've played a couple, like tiny things here and there that aren't really worth mentioning, but I've mostly been playing uh, Harvestella. Um, mm-hmm. I put about 60, 70 hours in the game, which is way longer than the game takes to beat. I'm slow when it comes to playing games, though, so, um, but I have beaten it. I am now being a completionist because I enjoyed my time with it very much. 
Uh, so I'm just kind of getting all the vegetables and stuff, fruits and stuff like that grown. I'm finishing the, there's like a, a deep dungeon type thing. So, so you can keep playing after you yes. finish the story. Okay. There's not really a post game as much as just an opportunity to finish all the stuff you didn't do. Gotcha. Um, you do unlock the ability to marry someone at the end of the game after you beat it though. If, if that matters to anybody. So, um, uh, yeah, doing that right now. Would uh, it have been in your top three games of 2022? I think if the gameplay was, uh, if the combat was better, probably, because the story is very good. Oh, interesting. Um, I didn't I, expect I, that. The, the combat's kind of boring. Um, I, I don't mind it, but I played better games, like, gameplay-wise in that regard. Yeah. So, um, combat's effectively, you have an attack button with, like, a three-hit combo for most jobs or a charge ability if you're a caster. Um, there are 12 jobs, two are he- hidden secret jobs, 10 you get while playing through the game. Uh, you can have three equipped at once, so you can hot swap between them, but there's a cooldown for switching back, um, which shortens as you level up the jobs. There's like a skill cooldown uh, thing you can you can spec into. Not that it's like a huge tree, but... Um, yeah, so like for burst damage, it's, it's all right, because you can like do your four moves... Switch jobs, do your moves, switch jobs, do your moves, and then you kind of wait for everything to cool back down. But, uh, yeah, it's it's just, it's it's fine. It's pretty much what I have to say with the combat. Story was very surprising. I was not expecting to play a farming sim and get invested in, um, without getting too detailed for anyone who might be interested in playing it, um, a pretty... Uh, pretty how do I word this? It's a very sci-fi storyline. That's all I can really say. Um, hmm. has a lot to do with, uh, multiple worlds and, uh, time and stuff. So kind of not how it was advertised at all, which is, yeah, it doesn't even say anything about that at all in the, in the, yeah, trailers. it comes off very fantasy when you're watching the trailer. Well, they just say there's a thing coming that, that quietest or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's it. So, yeah. um, yeah, I don't want to say much more because it'll ruin it. Um, it is a short game if you don't do all the side stuff, though the side quests are also interesting. So I did all of them. <laughs> mm. um, they have little mini stories that are happening. Your characters and two non-playable um, party members uh, have their own relationship bars too, and you do side quests for them, and you get like their whole story as well as you do that. Uh, and as you level up their... Uh, relationship bar, uh, for example, the first character you get as you level, you get bonus to crit and bonus to burst when they're in your party, and that number goes up the higher the relationship is. So they have stats attached to them as well. So if you like to play like a melee job, for example, you probably want someone who has a crit and attack versus if you play a caster. You might want the person, the people who give you like magic up, magic defense up, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of an interesting system in that regard. Um, there's rare fish and rare, um, not rare, more sort of expensive plants. I guess they're technically some rare plants, but they're mostly the fishing has the rare stuff. Um, cooking, you do the cooking stuff. There's rest, there's bars all over the world and they want you to bring them recipes. So they have like a menu they can make and you get paid for turning in dishes and stuff like that. So it's just another like mini game thing. You can do. Sounds like it has a lot of features. It just sounds it almost sounds like the combat was tacked on. I 
yeah, a really, it's a very like large game with mm-hmm. a lot of stuff to do in it. Um, and a lot of interest. And I like the story. I like every character story too, except for one out of the entire cast. There's only one character. I was just like, yeah, this person didn't even need to be in this game, but damn. Um, I just think they're boring. They, they're like uh, typical, like edgy boy type mm. thing. So, which I'm sure some people like, but I, I it gets a little boring when that's their sole personality. A lot so. of people like that. Um, but yeah, but the combat's yeah, I and mean, it's not even bad. I like I, I feel like I'm like saying too much, but I, I think it's also worth saying because I do think there are people who would play it, feel the combat system, and go, yeah, I'm not playing this. I mean, the only way I'm interpreting it is that the combat's just the weak point of the game. Yeah. I think but it's the I, weakest point of the game. But I never planned on buying that game for the combat. Like, yeah. I would want it to be better, but um, I thought the idea of a JRPG with a uh, farm simulator-style uh, hybrid situation going on uh, was the interesting part of the thing, not not the combat. Yeah, the nice thing about the, the farming and the cooking and stuff like that is that's how you... That's your health potions. So you make, like, vegetable juice, tomato juice, whatever. Like, those are usually just straight up like health potions versus like when you make food, they also give you health, they give you stamina, which is required for actions. So like, mm-hmm. um, you can just swing your weapon. If you haven't eaten that day and your stamina runs out, you can't swing anymore. So, but if you eat some food, it'll give you, um, a st- you have like a full stomach gauge and it'll start <clears throat> refilling your stamina while emptying your stomach, mm-hmm. but also will give you some instant stamina after eating as well. So it's like a, almost like a stamina potion with, and then sometimes they'll be like, this food gives you crit up. This one gives you fire resistance, blah, blah, blah. And there's a ton of recipes in the game. So, hmm. um, I don't know. It's like I said, it's, it's got a lot to it. And that's been my, one of my favorite parts about it outside of the story. Um, I just don't really care about like the fighting is just a, a means to an end really. So yeah. Boss fights have mechanics too, which is kind of interesting. So you have to like dodge stuff. Never hard. <laughs> But they put effort in, at least in that regard. At least you have something to uh, think about. Mm. Instead of, yeah, instead of just hitting each other. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, the giant bold sponge. Yeah. The only thing about uh, another complaint about combat is line of, not line of sight. Um, if the boss can't get, or monster in general, can't get to you, like if they get stuck on your allies and they're trying to get to you, uh, if it takes too long, they reset and de-aggro and get all their health back. I hate that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, don't try to, to get them stuck on things. You need to be fighting them. So, hmm. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. They're punishing you for their own, like bad AI. I, yeah, I don't feel like they put a lot of, uh, resources into the game, which is funny because it has a lot to it. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe the person they thought up had bigger ideas than what they could even do. Like maybe budget wise or, you know, team wise. Uh, I'd love to see a second one. Um, I don't know how they would do it with these characters, so it'd probably have to be completely different, but hmm. um, but I liked it a lot um, more than I thought it would. So I'll have to pick it up. I wanted to play it, just damn time. So yeah, well, and you got a Steam Deck, so it'd be real easy to take her along with you. Mm-hmm. Plus, the game you can save any time, but it also just auto saves every time you you go to bed. So okay, you can just shut it off as soon as you sleep in that game. So sounds cool. Yep. I think that's all I've been playing. Because, um, yeah, the other game that's taken up most of my time is Game of the Month. I can't talk about it too much. So. 
Yeah, that's a huge chunk of what I've been playing. But, uh, but yeah, we'll be able to talk about that as well. Anything else? Nope. All right, so um, I also have been playing Solasta. It's my pick for game of the month, uh, in case you missed the last episode. Um, so, yeah, definitely been playing it. I think I have, like, 30 hours in it now, so... Um, you know, nothing too crazy, but I've definitely been playing. It's not like a plus club situation where I put like two to three hours into the game. Um, without spoiling anything about it, uh, it is a uh, turn-based uh, divinity style game. In case you're curious, up to four-player cooperative. Um, it's a D and D simulator as well, so you can make your own campaigns. Understatement. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it is D and D pretty much. Um, and yeah, I've uh, started a campaign with Josh. I've started a campaign uh, with Josh and Sarah, and I started a campaign with Chevy, Josh, and Sarah. So um, I have three different campaigns happening. Uh, I have a single player one as well. No. Oh no. Okay. No. I, was, I have a single player. I have one with Chris. I have one with you, uh, the three of you. I, I thought about it, but I, I just too many campaigns to keep <laughs> track of. But uh, you know, just uh, making new characters every single campaign and trying out different builds and different classes and all that stuff that we will talk about in detail at the end of the month, but uh, definitely playing it quite a bit. So I'll have a lot to say about it and I feel like you will as well. Uh, the plus games only one I've played so far is Axiom Verge two. I still got to play uh fallout 76 and star Wars Jedi fallen order. Same. Um, but I have played Axiom Verge two. Um, I was kind of thrown off in the beginning of it. Um, I need to play more of it, but, uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. I uh, played The Hunter Call of the Wild, which is a hunter, hunting game. I was going to say a hunter game. I guess it is, technically. Uh, Josh has been playing that for a little bit now and uh, keeps talking it up, so I finally picked it up when it was on sale. It has co-op. I haven't tried that out yet. But uh, essentially, you just pick a forest, pick your equipment, wander around the woods looking for things. It has objectives if you want. You can activate missions where it's like, oh, take a picture of this kind of deer or, you know, get this kind of animal, like, you know, hunt this kind of animal, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. Uh, you can ride around on like quads and uh, sound is a huge aspect of the game. So you have to be like really quiet when approaching animals. Um, it's fun, but don't play it when you're tired. Cause it's a little too peaceful of a game. A lot of the game is just walking through the woods, listening to birds chirping, the wind blowing. And every once in a while a deer goes, and like, you gotta like slowly walk towards that creep on it for like a good 15 minutes while you're trying to track it and uh eventually shoot it and hope that uh it, it bleeds out quick enough because i've followed a deer for like miles after shooting it next and, you're gonna uh, tell me you're playing fishing games yeah maybe that's <laughs> up next but uh but yeah it, overall it's uh it's it's pretty cool I like it, but uh, the the last time I played it, I was like really tired, and I was like sitting there, and I would like just be walking through the woods, and then all of a sudden I'd open my eyes, and I'm like, wait, what the fuck? And I'm still walking through the woods, I'm like, oh shit! Like I didn't realize I like passed out for a second. So, uh, it's it's a it's a tranquil game. Uh, so I've been playing Celasta, and that hasn't been enough for me apparently. So I've been buying some turn based games. Uh, one of them being, I don't know if it's Wilder Myth or Wilder Myth. I'm going to assume it's Wilder Myth, uh, which is a um, turn-based game, up to four-player cooperative. Um, so I'd like to try a campaign of that, I guess. But it kind of has like a cartoony indie look to it. Not not very detailed. 
but its whole shtick is like there's three three main classes um and it's kind of like a roguelite so you start out on a chunk of a map and then as time goes on uh you explore two other chunks of maps and you have to take those pieces of map you have to um fortify them and you have to be ready at a certain time enemies will invade them and try to destroy them in which you got to move your characters around on the map to uh combat them valheim yeah but it's like it's a map you're not playing on the map you're like clicking on the map like okay go fortify this city go this 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 but every time combat starts it's turn-based uh xcom slash divinity style gameplay Um, one of the characters uh, or classes is essentially just a fighter. The other one's a magic user, but magic in this game is really weird. And then there's a ranged person. But as they level up, you get choices on what you want to add to that character. And then you get to recruit new characters. And then you do the same with them as they level. So you start building them differently from each other. And uh, yeah, so it has like that uh, Solasta divinity feel when it comes to the combat, but it has its own kind of take on it and the whole roguelite nature of it is really interesting um but yeah i'd like to play it with people i'm curious on how that works but uh it's it's a fun game it's fun to play on my steam deck feels a little less um invested in the sense of like i'm not sitting here like playing through like this story that's really building oh one thing it does really neat though is it crafts a story randomly every time you play so like you make your characters and then random events will happen, and you're picking what they say. And then, like, um, for instance, one of the random events, one of my characters, like, heard a voice. And he started talking about it. And the other character's like, what are you talking about? Like, there's no voice. And it said, you know, either, hey, we should leave, or, oh, maybe you should, like, listen to it. And so I clicked, maybe you should listen to it or something like that. And uh, all of a sudden, my guy, like, got cursed and turned into a wolf man. Okay. And then he changed his character completely. And so in the next, like, sections where stories happening... He was always a wolf man after that. So, yeah, your characters are actually, like, evolving as you play it. So there's a lot of really cool stuff in it, really interesting stuff. Um, that I'd like to explore more. They do a really good job on, like, the random events, the random combat, the random things that are going on uh, every run, essentially. So, And then apparently if you beat the game, any surviving uh, characters, um, I think you can either carry them over to the next thing or they retire. I read somewhere you can retire the characters. I don't know how that works. Um, so, yeah. I think if you lose your characters, though, they're gone. So it's got a really cool um, system. But I got to play it more. I got to beat it. I know Sarah already played through a full campaign once. So um, If it wasn't for the uh, roguelike stuff, I'd probably be interested. But Yeah, I should just show you at some point. Because um, I'm saying roguelite only because... Um, the random run aspect of it but uh because your characters can carry over um it's not not quite the same yeah um let's see i got wasteland 3 i played that a little bit um because i was looking up other games that were turn-based and everybody said that if you're done with divinity original sin 2 and you're waiting for Baldur's gate 3 this is the game to play in between them um so i picked it up played a little bit with sarah and it's not as deep as <laughs> Divinity or Celasta or Baldur's Gate 3, which I have played. I played early access of that. Um, I'm sure it's way better than it was then. It's still really cool then. Um, yeah, I'm waiting for a full release before I touch it. Yeah. 
it's got a huge emphasis on uh, it's two player cooperative. So when you start the game, you either get to ma make two characters for yourself, or you can uh, make your character and whoever's playing with you makes the other character, and they control them independently. And combat is very much like XCOM. It's uh, it's not quite as uh, robust and tactical as like you know the other mm -hmm. types of games in the genre. Um, apparently, it has really really good choice in the game though. I've barely played it. I've only put like an hour and a half, maybe two hours into it. But uh, the thing I kept reading was people said that like everything that you do in the game will actually have results, which I think sounds really cool. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's quite ambitious. Yeah, um, I played Wasteland One and I thought it was pretty cool. Never played Two. Everybody says Two wasn't that great, I guess. And then yeah, playing Wasteland Three, um, and I'm enjoying it, but not as much as other games in the genre. But it's pretty cool. It definitely has its own style, has its own. Um, attitude and flair to it it's kind of like futuristic post-apocalyptic but also has this like punk and cowboy feeling to it so that's really interesting and yeah i need to play it more to really have more to say on it but so far pretty neat but definitely not my highest priority when it comes to these kind of games um yeah played the first spoken demo um i came out of it wanting to pick it up Things I liked about it was the, it's funny, the, the movement in the game is like atrocious. Uh, just like walking. It feels really clunky. It feels like a Rockstar game. Oh, like when you walk forward and take a right, like the character has, has to actually like turn on like an axis area. Oh, okay, and it feels okay. like they're trying to make it really realistic. But then when you do the parkour, it's buttery smooth and amazing feeling. <laughs> so you're never going to want to walk in the game unless maybe you're in town. It was just a really interesting contrast because I started walking in the demo and I was like, oh, God, this feels awful. And then you, I think you hold down like L2 or R2, I don't remember, but you'll start running. And then the longer you run, I think you run faster. But like uh, as you approach things, you'll run up the sides of cliffs, you'll leap over things, you'll do flips over things. And it's like it feels really good. They did a really good job on that. So really interesting. Um, I forgot the main character's name. Faye? I don't remember. She's really annoying. And she talks a lot. Her voice is uh, really dorky. Really, And this is something that either people agree with me or don't agree with me. When people don't agree with me, they get upset. If you like her voice, I'm not telling you to dislike it. You can like it. I don't like it. It's very uh, very Marvel, very like fish out of water, very like, whoa, oh, I can't believe all this gotcha. crazy stuff's happening. Um, but she has like a really... The, the problem I have with her voice the most is like it's super just like adolescent and like annoying sounding and that'd be fine in small bursts, but she talks a lot, like nonstop. Um, everything you're doing, she's saying something. And then you also have this cuff that talks as well. And he talks a lot too. And his voice isn't as annoying as hers, but they're both just talking nonstop with everything you're doing. And a part of me thinks that like that immersion should be really neat. But at the same time, I don't feel like most people are talking that much doing anything. So I mean, I'm definitely not. <laughs> yeah, so I think they're they're I, I I can appreciate what they're trying to do, but I think they overdid it. Um, so if there's that's options, English, right? Yes, um, and I believe you can play in Japanese because I think in the demo I looked. But um, yeah, it was just too much. Uh, but not not that big a deal. Combat is actually really cool. Um, Oh, one, one thing I was going to mention that I forgot. Uh, default settings for graphics, the game looks like it's lagging to me. Um, frame The frames per second are really bad. 
so I turned it on to performance mode, uh, plays really good, but then the game has so much particle effects that to avoid slowdown, the graphics get worse. So it's kind of like DLSS yeah, or whatever yeah, the hell it's yeah, called. Yeah. Um, which I appreciate because there's no lag. It plays smooth, smooth, smooth. But like I got in a situation where I was like blowing shit up. There's particles flying everywhere. There's enemies everywhere. All this stuff's happening. And soon I was just looking at the detail and it's just like pixels. And I was like, this looks so muddy and shitty. Interesting. Um, but then once the combat was over, the game looks really crisp, really good looking, um, really nice. So... Um, in a way, I I appreciate that they're that they're making sure the performance is good, um, but I have to at least acknowledge too that the game, the engine they're using is interesting because it's a really nice looking engine, but it's capable of looking really bad when it needs to to make sure the game is running smooth. Um, so that was interesting. But the combat's really cool. Um, there's a shitload of sp- skill sk- spells and skills in this game. I was like mixing those words. Um, there's a lot. There's like two different uh, schools of, of spells that I'm sure there's even more later in the game. I don't know. Um, and then within those, you have like four you can pick from. Uh, so that's like eight. And then they all like level up and expand. So okay. uh, it's pretty crazy. There's um, like up close stuff. There's like distance um, abilities. Um, fire, ice. There's one where you're using like plants to grab things. So they're kind of stuck in, in, in place. Um, so... Yeah, I really liked the combat a lot. Um, so they definitely got that down. It feels good. feels fluid. Um, you feel powerful. Exploration of the map is okay. It's a lot of open fields. It looks nice. Um, there's enemies to fight out there. But um, it does feel like what there is to do on the map is like uh, just kind of things sitting there waiting and then you activate it and then you do the activity and then you go away so it could be done better but it wasn't boring so like one was just like this thing i walked up to i forgot what it was but it's like do you want to activate this this side mission thing i was like yeah so it's like this defend the base scenario that happened where like there's uh humans up on this um stairway and then enemies would just spawn and i had to like keep them alive for a certain amount of time okay and then once i was done with that i got xp i got the reward but then i was just done and i think you can repeat it but it's like just an activity you can do so Mm. there's stuff to do but it's like not organic feeling it's not like i don't know that great i guess um yeah one of the bosses i just kind of mashed the same ability over and over again on them and was able to beat them so that's a thing so yeah feel kind of mixed on the game but overall i thought the gameplay was fun i thought the combat was fun um storyline barely got into it too much talking um which sounds kind of ridiculous but whatever and uh yeah the game's all right i think i'm gonna pick it up though i want to see where the story goes um i want to see how the gameplay evolves because uh that was the best part of the game and the most important part of the game so yeah Hmm. Forspoken uh, made me feel confused. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, uh, I've been playing Deep Rock Galactic again. I uh, <laughs> The reason I started playing again is because I got triggered on TikTok. I talked about Deep Rock Galactic and some other game and how games like those you want to support because they're so good. Everybody's got one that they play a lot that you know they love the developer. And somebody had said that uh, that 
um, Deep Rock Galactic didn't have any content. It had like five to seven missions when it has eight missions exactly. So I made a video talking about that. Um, it got traction. You guys watched it here on YouTube. Thank you for watching. It's got like almost, it's got like three, almost 4,000 views on it. So that's pretty crazy. You haven't had a video like that in a while on YouTube. Then over on TikTok, it, it did really well as well. So with having the conversation so frequently about Deep Rock Galactic with people in both areas, uh, I was like, I need to play Deep Rock Galactic more again. So I've been playing it a lot lately, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, if you want to know, you know, my deeper opinions on the game, just watch that video, I guess, because I really, some guy was like, "This guy's really, uh, this guy's really counting the hairs on this game." And I'm like, "I got." The guy said, "There's no content." I had to correct that because that's not that's not accurate. Objectively, it's not accurate. Um, but yeah, been playing that. Uh, got my uh, driller to a silver tier. I guess uh, every time you prestige, you get you get a star, you get three stars, you move to the next tier. So uh, I am moving up with my driller. Um, did the holiday event, so I got all the uh, like heads and and all mm. the equipment. That's all uh, you know, snowman and an elf, uh, Santa looking stuff. And yeah, I'm gonna start working on my engineer because that's my least played class, which is really weird because when I first played Deep Rock Galactic, when it first came out, I was all about the engineer. And then I started playing with Sarah. She liked engineer so much, I was like, I'm not gonna touch it. You level that up, I'll play the other ones. And uh, I've barely played engineer at this point, which is really weird. But uh, yeah, I got a couple hundred hours in that game and uh, still not bored with it. So I'm gonna keep playing it and Try to get everybody caught up. Every time I I got Cody to play uh, a while back, and in the beginning of the game, there's like eight missions you have to do before you start doing all the assignments freely. It's essentially a tutorial, so I had to get him through it. And then I played with Josh the other night, and he's like, I can't do the weeklies. And I'm like, why can't you do the weeklies? He's like, oh, I got like eight missions I got to do. I'm like, you're still in the fucking tutorial? <laughs> You've been playing this game for a while. How the hell are you on the tutorial still? So we had to do it with him too, so... Um, that's always kind of a setback because I'd like to be doing like, you know, the more fun content than, you know, the missions it's trying to teach you how to play the game with. So, um, but I got Josh out of that. We got Cody out of that. So don't have to worry about it anymore. But, uh, yeah, I think that's what I've been playing. Anything else for you? Mm -mm. All right. Well, let us know in the comments. What games have you guys been playing lately? What games do you plan on playing? What games did you recommend us play? And, uh, What's your favorite turn-based uh, Baldur's Gate-style game ever made? Let me know in the comments below. Ever made? Yeah. Ooh. I think most people say Divinity 2. I would say Baldur's Gate 2, but I just have some nostalgia connected to A that lot one. of people probably say that as well. Yeah. I don't have an opinion. i got to think about it more. i got to think about that longer. Yeah, I don't have like an outright opinion, but that's the first one that comes to mind every time. So probably that one. Yeah, it's a good one. I haven't played it in a long time. Kind of thought about getting the. Uh, isn't there a? It's an enhanced edition of, of one and two, and I, I think Icewind Dale as well. Yeah. Um, I mean they're older, and you'd have to remember old D and D, but. It'd be interesting plays though. The I would say the stories are good and they're hard as hell. So. Yeah. The way I like it. All right. 
Let us know what you think in the comments below when it comes to all that stuff. And let's move on to the first video. I think the only video we're going to be watching this episode. And that is Sons of the Forest exclusive hands-on preview. Now, uh, this is the sequel to The Forest. If you've uh, played that, and if you haven't played it, that is a horror-themed survival game where you uh, crash on a or in a forest uh, where you're trying to look for your kid who's on the plane with you and you have to fight off all these weird tribal like monster people while trying to uh, you know hunt uh, to be able to eat build shelter stuff like that well this is the sequel to that and it promises to add a lot to the formula so we're gonna watch this and react to it before that um, I think it's pretty obvious for anybody who's been watching this show regularly <laughs> but uh, what's your What's your thoughts and anticipation on uh, sequel to the forest? <clears throat> um, it's not a game I'm going to play. <laughs> I don't do horror games. So uh, that being said, I do like survival games. So uh, I'm sure there'll be some things here, you know, that I'll, uh, I'll be able to at least appreciate. Uh, but it'll be hard for me to have like any sort of enthusiasm for game. I just, unless, they, they pull it off, I'm not going to play. So Yeah, I think it's interesting, though, the first time they, they showed this game, the reveal for it, um, we were both really impressed with how it looked. Yeah. Um, so at least they got that going for them. I know the horror aspect you're not going to be interested in, though, so uh, that's going to be a, a pretty stern no from you when it comes to that, unless you could turn that off maybe. But other than that, um, it was interesting that you could still even appreciate that uh, – you know, they were doing something with it that was definitely uh, um, looking good graphically. I mean, I, I try to to look at things even if I'm not, if I know I'm not interested in them. Mm -hmm. uh, I still try to, like, see the good stuff in them. Um, you know, and I fully understand why people play things I don't and vice yeah. versa. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, that's how I am. When, when people, like, hear somebody doesn't like something or like something that, that they feel the opposite on. And they're just like, what the fuck? That game sucks. Or what the fuck? That game's amazing. And I'm like... Yeah, to you. Like it's it's so easy to uh, just think about what you what you like, but you can't objectively like look or even try to understand subjectively like you know how somebody could like that other game. Like I'm not a Gears of War guy, but I get why people like them. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have like a deep opinion like one way or another. Yeah. Like the the visual style of those games just isn't for me, mm -hmm. so it's a little bit of a turnoff. But that's not me going, I don't like the game. I haven't played the game. I don't have an opinion. Like, so yeah. it's hard to, I don't know. I also, I, I also like like most games though. So it's like rare for me to have like a strong opinion that would make me not want to play a game. And even a game that I'm not particularly interested in, I could still go like, oh, I'm sure people enjoy that or whatever. It's very rare that I'll look at a game and be like, no, that game's complete garbage. I have to feel almost like insulted by it for me to actually have that kind of response. So. Most, most of my strong uh opinions before playing a game usually come from actually are usually towards companies and not the game itself because i like the devs are just working whatever like but you know there's a few companies i i see them making a game and i don't care how good the game is I'm like eh i i just can't do it sorry yeah so, yeah it's fair all right, well, let's watch this video, and then we can talk about what we see. This is uh, Sons of the Forest exclusive hands-on preview in 3, 2, 1, and go. And wiggle it out. 
Unlike some of its peers, The Forest, the, the survival horror game from Canadian-based studio Ednight Games, delivered on not just the popular Gather and Craft survival Rage? game format, but also added yeah, a surprisingly kinda. complex and equally bananas story featuring cannibals and mutants. With the immediate arrival of its long-awaited sequel, Sons of the Forest, comes not only the pressure to top the beloved experience of the original, but also to add some new and increasingly wild surprises. And based on the five hours that I've played so far, I'm not only excited yeah, about the great. sequel's potential, but also confident that End Night could revolutionise the survival genre. The forest begins with a simple premise. You've crash-landed on a mysterious peninsula and begin your quest to survive at all costs. There was also the optional objective of finding your kidnapped son, a task that would take you down a wild and disturbing narrative rabbit hole populated by flesh-hungry mutants. Sons of the Forest largely shares the same setup, substituting your son for a missing billionaire. It's a basic idea, but one that allows you to jump straight into the action allowing players who have no intention of progressing the rescue mission to solely focus on building their very own lakeside resort with some friends right away. Just like its predecessor, you can play, build, and cause chaos with seven of your friends in co-op. But you can still see everything seven. Sons of the Forest has to offer Jesus. in single player. The big difference this time though, is that even when you play solo, you're not alone. Enter Calvin. At the very game. start of Sons of the Forest, mm. you're introduced to Calvin, an elite soldier who not only survived the helicopter crash that stranded you on the island, but is also very much along for the survival ride Later. as an AI companion. While that's Calvin has suffered some major head trauma that's left him unable to speak, his injuries have not, perhaps surprisingly, prevented him from being extremely helpful. In an apparent effort to replicate the multiplayer experience for solo players, Calvin will follow you around and respond to commands issued via a bunch of handy quick select oh, options on a notepad. He'll take orders to that's see out your less than crazy. desirable yeah. busy work, such as chopping down trees and gathering logs. During my hands-on, the value of having an AI companion was immensely noticeable. The there was a huge benefit to sending Calvin off to find resources, while my co-op partner and I focused <laughs> on designing like our structure. I'd regularly yeah. turn around to find a fresh pile of logs for our disposal, with Calvin already on his merry way to collect more. Not only will Calvin somewhat provide company for solo players, but he offers helpful, time-saving resources even when in a group, putting a significant dent in the busy work of a survival game. This affords more time to either sculpt a masterpiece or plow forward on the cannibal killing quest. Calvin has a mind of his own though, well, at least to some degree. He sits down to rest when he gets tired and seeks water when he's thirsty. He'll also become upset if you treat him poorly, which makes him less productive and thus decreases the value as a companion. And if you decide you're not interested in having a worker bee along for the ride, you have the option to disable Calvin in the most realistic way possible. Shoot him in the head and you'll remove him from your session permanently. You're limited to one hmm. Calvin per multiplayer session, so the dream of a legion of Calvins can't be fulfilled. But the developers assured me that there are other companions you can find as you progress, each with their own That's unique AI. During my playtime, I caught a glimpse of Virginia, a mutant with three arms and three legs. She quickly scarpered once I approached her and definitely had more of a skittish sensibility than Calvin. But the developers told me that she can eventually be recruited and will become attached to you over time should you be kind oh, to her. The they compared her instincts to that <laughs> of an elusive hours, and independent cat, That's which stands crazy in opposition to Calvin's companion. lovable and obedient yeah. dog. 
The AI improvements aren't limited to just companions though. On our expedition, we came across several groups of enemies, ranging from a cluster of cannibals to a mob of monstrosities, each demonstrating their own impressive decision-making abilities. It felt like my enemies were thinking and making active decisions based on oh, not only like my that. actions, but also their situation <laughs> yeah, and be up environment. In the trees in the, the Particularly in first-person horror games, enemies generally have two modes of behavior, patrol and attack. But in Sons of the Forest, some foes would just be extremely wary and just interested in watching what I do, while others would charge in aggressively only to back down when things didn't go their way. I saw enemies Alan's consoling their fallen murdering. friends, changing yeah. their clothes depending on the weather conditions, and even trying to destroy my newly erected home when my back was turned. It was clear to see that the enemy's brains were not only following coded rules, but also adapting their thoughts based on the external influences. The developers explained to me that certain enemies with leadership qualities can influence the decisions of others and even promote okay, ideas in their ranks, such as religion, ran. and that each individual has their own tastes, desires, and proclivities. From my Jesus. small taste of Sons of the Forest, I didn't really get a sense of how deep this system is and how much it'll affect your experience. But the teasers I saw filled my mind with dozens of possibilities. I saw enemies adapting to change in their ecosystem and weather conditions, which now cycle through seasons that change as you progress. I even accidentally triggered a war after I stupidly opened the entrance to the game's complex underground cave network and released a faction of mutants into the domain of another tribe. My simple decision oh, caused their living space to change really and encouraging the them to this. adjust their focus. And after that little taste of chaos, I can't wait to see how flexible this system can be. As you'd expect, the titular forest makes a return and it looks better than ever. From the complex density of foliage to the gorgeous rainfall and beautifully lit cave stalactites amongst the hanging corpses and mutant fetuses, the graphical power on show here rivals the majority of AAA releases. It was a joy to explore without even the slightest hint of repetition in its design. With a tease of bunkers, yeah, really villages, good. and God knows what else yeah. in a world that's promised to be four times larger than the original, I can easily see myself getting lost and then sidetracked in the wilderness for hours on end. But at its core, Sons of the Forest is a survival game, and so when you're not exploring, there's a good chance you're building. The construction tools have been significantly overhauled for the sequel. Gone are the floating blue ghost building blocks, replaced by user-friendly, realistic presentation of wilderness carpentry. Instructions are more literal, and actions are contextual. Instead of just loading resources into a ghost version of the final product, you're now free to, with magnetic and snapping assistance, manually place logs and sticks in the direction that you'd like, allowing for a complete customization of your structure instead of following a predetermined design. My partner, Calvin, hmm. and I immediately set to work on building a lakeside domicile of our own, and what began as a traditional design immediately blossomed when we realized the only limitation was our imagination. You're working on every place they by would hand, show it. and thus the structural points present yeah. not only a decision, but an opportunity for expression. I was informed that the option of the more traditional blueprint builds is still there for the purists, but I found the DIY construction far more appealing than the IKEA approach. Then, of course, there's the That's optional story to follow. From the that. teases in the trailers, this is implied to be bigger and perhaps even crazier than the original, and hopefully continues directly on from the forest's cliffhanger. But amongst the time spent constructing and fighting off hordes of cannibals, I didn't really get a sense of how the story was going to go beyond the initial premise. It did feel very familiar to the story of the forest though, which I guess makes sense in the term of dropping players right into the action. But I'd be lying if I said I didn't have concerns that it could potentially retread old ground. 
My hope is this simply serves as a jumping off point to go in some truly crazy directions, and it develops a narrative through line for the first game that still feels cohesive. But time will tell once I get my hands on the full game and manage to pull myself away from building a replica of the Ewok village and destroying the lives of the unsuspecting locals. Sons of the Forest appears to evolve and build on every aspect of its predecessor, with a focused goal of realism and developing a flexible ecosystem. And it feels okay, like the building blocks are there so to create something truly special. But its killer feature is the addition of impressively sophisticated and smarter AI enemies and companions that could not only provide a huge leap forward for the series, but the survival game I'm genre just glad this as actually a whole. seems like a sequel. Like, yeah. it, it actually seems like they've advanced like everything. And if you like that video and want to find out more about Sons of the Forest, why not check out everything that we know so far? If you like that video. All right. Well, uh, what do we think of Sons of the Forest? Um, I mean, like the first game, it's really good looking. Um, I kind of expected that. What I didn't expect was uh, the AI companion, for, for one. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I can think of another survival game that even has that. I played one that you have during the story, um, an NPC who hangs out and just kind of talks while you do the rest of the stuff, but not in an interactive way where you're giving them instructions and they follow it. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because like even like like for example, like Conan, you can um, acquire people to. Uh, essentially be buffs. Mm -hmm. They don't really like perform tasks. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a bummer, right? Like, uh, it's neat for the system for the game, but at the same time, I like, I kind of wish you could be like, okay, now, well, now that I have, you know, unlocked this NPC or whatever, now you take care of the crops and I don't have to have that, that extra responsibility all the time now mm -hmm. type of thing. So, so I like the idea of that because it allows you to uh, essentially uh, conquer the 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 terrain a mm -hmm. little easier. Um, so yeah, I like the idea of that. I also kind of like the how he's basically um, mute, right? Is that what they said? Mm -hmm. um, which is an interesting uh, idea. It's also easier for them. They don't I have don't, to make dialogue. I don't think he's hearing either because you're the way you're giving him commands is on a notepad. Like you're making him read it. Mm. See that? Yeah. So I'm wondering if a way for them to not have to program him talking to you and have full dialogue and all that stuff is just say like, well, he got injured during the crash or whatever the hell happened and he can't hear or speak. Yeah. So, huh? Um, yeah. I, I also noticed when they were chopping down a tree, the way that the tree was, uh, coming apart when they was being chopped was crazy looking. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think I've seen that either. Like usually there's like stages you go through and that was just like chunks flying out as you're cutting through, which was really interesting to see. Um, the building being fully customizable is um, reminiscent, but way more advanced uh, in appearance to something like Minecraft. Cause that's, that's really kind of Minecraft's biggest appeal is, the imagination to build mm. things. Um, a lot of survival games use blueprints or like snapping, you know, points and stuff like that. And I like that stuff. Don't get me wrong, but uh, having full freedom of movement and placing of blocks and adjusting sizes and stuff like that. 
I don't think I've seen that either. So yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, especially seeing like to make a window. He was like putting the logs down and then chopping the window out of the out of the wall. Yeah, which I think is cool as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, it just sucks because there's no chance I'm playing this. Um, so yeah, unless they release a mode where there's no mutants, which would kind of defeat the purpose, or somebody makes a mod. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to get old quick. Or if you want to play with seven other people. Yeah, I still got to deal with the creepy shit that I don't want to deal with as hell. Yep, especially uh, if you go out adventuring or you stay behind while other people go. Like, these guys will just show up randomly. Yeah, and I don't want to deal with that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Like, him climbing up the tree. Like, no yeah. thanks. Like, I, I hate that. Um, it's very reminiscent of, like, when there's spiders in games. I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. nope, hate it, creepy. So, um but yeah, otherwise, yeah, it looks it looks cool. Um, that lighting is really impressive too. And I mean, that last shot, like it, uh, you can actually see like all the leaf shadows, like on the rest of the foliage, and then like the tree lines and stuff like that from the trees. Well, even at some point, like, he's like spear fishing or whatever, mm. and the way the the rain is hitting the water while also still being slightly reflective and slightly see through, like it was really good looking. So, um, yeah, very cool looking. Um, sucks that you know it's not gonna be my t- my um genre basically yeah uh, sub genre i don't even know how to say that i don't like horror games i love survival games though it's funny too because when i originally played the forest back when it came out i was like i feel like Chevy would like this if it didn't have the mutants yeah um because yeah they like climb trees they'll ambush you they'll like be across the field looking at you and they're like you'll see some of them run off to the sides or trying to mm-hmm. flank you yeah, I remember like you saying like you'd have a torch out and they'd just be like at the edge of the light yep. staring in and stuff. Yeah, or they'll like come crawling at you really quick too. And it's fucking uh it's it's a little nerve wracking, but I enjoy it. And uh definitely makes you not feel bad when you have to hit him with an axe or shoot him. Um But yeah, uh overall I'm I'm even more impressed than the last time I saw this game. Uh it's looking really good graphically. We've already mentioned that a couple times, but like it's really impressive with how good this game looks. Um the advanced systems in AI is uh, really exciting for me because this is something that I feel like more and more people are, they should be pushing and they're not. Um, I think one of the, the biggest pushes for AI, and this is an indie game, but like one of the biggest pushes for AI in gaming lately has been like Naughty Dog with The Last of Us Part Two. Mm. Outside of that, everyone just has like these pretty run-of-the-mill AI systems when I feel like you could really push that to something even further. I remember back in the day when Fear came out and, like, the the squads you fought, like, you know, had these really uh, advanced scripting to their AI that would make them almost seem like they're trying to survive the combat encounter. They would, like, try and run away sometimes, stuff like that. And you don't see much of that anymore outside of, like, you know, well, Grand Theft Auto V came out a long time ago. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2... And then yeah, last was part two. It's not it's not a thing that people really think about as much uh, anymore as I wish they would. So seeing an indie game uh, create an NPC that you're going to be able to command and and tell what to do, but also reacts to its environment, uh, you know, rests, has to drink water, stuff like that, is really ambitious. Be treated well, yeah, be treated well. <laughs> um, is really ambitious and really cool. But then also advancing the AI of the enemies in a game like this. Uh, it's also super promising because in the first game, they were able to, uh, at least early on before you really played the game and understood how everything works, 
uh, convince you that these guys were like sneaking up on you and trying to ambush you and like you know they seemed kind of advanced like they're like hesitant to attack you sometimes and then other times they would attack you um, so in this uh, having them uh, actually seem like they're actually thinking about things as it's happening really cool I'm gonna have to experience it to know uh, how that feels but you can tell definitely uh, even right here in this in this footage we're looking at that all the enemies had different behaviors they weren't all just standing there doing the same movements or whatever. Like they're all doing completely different things, um, which is really cool. I also like that they said there's like a leader system, uh, so somebody uh, might you know compel the others to do something um, that if they weren't around they might not do. So that's really cool. Um, I think that's what you're talking about the yeah, water. Yeah. Uh, the building system sounds really cool as well. Um, I'll have to feel how that feels. I think it's interesting too that. Um, um, he said that for people who want like the blueprint thing, they're going to have an option for that uh, to feel more traditional. Um, and that system's fine. I, I liked it in the original forest, but uh, I do like a little more freedom. I want to be able to build the way I want to want to uh, build. Yeah. So um, I definitely um, am excited for what they're doing with this. Also, the seasons is really neat as well. Uh, that's something that, you know, some games have kind of played with a little bit. Um, and I always want more games to do that i love the idea of a place you've gotten used to seeing over and over again eventually going to fall to winter to summer stuff like that it's really neat so that this is doing that is really cool uh and then the last thing i'll mention going back to the, the companion system uh i think it's really interesting that you can uh get other companions including one being a mutant uh that's kind of fascinating to me well and they said there'd be even more too so yeah and we saw in the footage of the the girl with like the multiple arms, and she was holding like multiple guns, like yeah, two hands for a shotgun and or a rifle or something like that, and one for a pistol. Yeah. yeah. Um. So really creative, really fun, really interesting that they're even doing that. So, uh, kind of love that. And uh, overall, I'm really excited for this game. This is definitely up my alley. This is definitely a game that if you would have told me they're just like making a sequel to the forest, I'd be like, hell yeah, I'll pick it up when it comes out. I love the first one. Um. But this is above and beyond what I expected from them. So uh, hopefully they can deliver on what they're showing, what they're promising. And, uh, you know, if it's even slightly better than the last one, I'll be happy. But this looks like it's going to be much better than the first game. So really excited for that. And uh, can't wait to play multiplayer because that's something that came out later for the original one, too, which is interesting. That was an early access game that they were kind of like rolling out and adding more features and all that stuff. And then eventually they added multiplayer. Um, and I had played most of the game before the multiplayer came out. I did try the multiplayer later, but... Um, hey, you played Josh, didn't you? Cody? Maybe. Josh, maybe. One of those two. Yeah. Um, and I'd actually be willing to try it again, but uh, the majority of the game that I played was single player, so um, I am glad that with this, they're already talking about uh, playing with multiple people or um, you know playing with an NPC, stuff like that. There's... Uh, um, less of a an alone feeling you're going to get from this game although having one npc with you is not going to feel that safe um unless calvin's just a a straight up murderer which i <laughs> feel like he's going to be he's very robotic so i feel like he's gonna be pretty proficient at combat or it's gonna help with the loneliness feel though yeah 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 it'll just feel better more immersive feel like mm -hmm. you have choices that are happening which i think is really cool so but yeah, all in all, really great presentation, really great uh, uh, features that they're talking about, and I can't wait to play this. Anything else you want to say on it? 
Well, I just want to see someone make a survival game uh, that has robust systems, but, you know. No horror no elements. No horror, yeah. Yeah, just like back in the day, I wanted you to play DayZ, but that game's, like, fucking terrifying. So yeah. uh, I knew you wouldn't play it, but it has, like, really advanced systems um, that I think you would appreciate. It's funny how they put all those systems in the games where there's things trying to kill you. Um, You're not too opposed to the killing part. It's not like the... the I don't want to be jump scared. I yeah. hate jump scares. So. Yeah, I get that. All right, well, let us know in the comments what you guys think of Sons of the Forest. Exclusive hands-on preview. What did you notice in this that we maybe didn't talk about? Um, what are you most excited about? Did you play the last game? And uh, what's something you hope from this game uh, that'll give us that maybe they didn't say anything on? Uh, let us know everything you're thinking about in the comments below when it comes to Sons of the Forest. All right, uh, we're going to do a quick uh, kind of skim through all the most anticipated games of 2023. We're in a new year. And uh, there's a whole new list of games coming out this year. We already went over January. And, uh, yeah, there's definitely some really big titles coming out throughout the year, though. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about it. We're going to go down the list. Uh, off the top of my head, though, in case you're curious, uh, some of my most anticipated games, I'll just say right now, uh, Sons of the Forest, I think, is one of my <laughs> most anticipated games. So, uh, really excited for that. Um Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl, is definitely one of my most anticipated games for 2023. Um, Armored Core 6, uh, Fires of Rubicon, is 100% probably my most anticipated game. I don't know if it's going to be good, but I want it to be good. I'm just excited that it is coming out. And then uh, I'm really looking forward to um, Atomic Heart. The game is so insane looking that I feel like it's either going to be like a masterpiece or it's going to be forgettable but it doesn't look like it's going to be forgettable well, i'd say tiktok got their hands on that one because everyone on tiktok that i uh, at least in in my algorithm is like hyping the hell out of that game now so yeah, i mean it looks kind of undeniable uh yeah. the more i see on it the the better it looks so uh definitely one of my most anticipated and then uh one of my other most anticipated uh is final fantasy 16 really look forward to that and then uh i'm i'm really curious about hogwarts Legacy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, people are talking about that right now. I know it's getting kind of review bombed on Steam. Or no, people people are adding tags to it on Steam that say, like, that it's, like, have you been following in the drama about, around the game? No. We're not going to get into it. But, uh, but yeah, people are people are really attacking the shell of that game. Um, people are saying Gamergate 2.0 is starting right now because uh, game journalists are trying to assassinate the game. And the game is like already sold really well in Steam, um, and uh, people are like, "I'm going to buy like five copies now." Uh, so um, there's an obvious there's an obvious uh, push to try and assassinate the game before it comes out, but people aren't having it because I'm not even a Harry Potter guy, but it's like the the dream. If you're a Harry Potter fan, this is the game you've been waiting for. So um, yeah, I don't think I don't think they're going to be able to. Um, convince people that they don't want to play that game so yeah anyway uh yeah those are some of the top off my head or off the top of my head um starfield as well i'm strongly curious about i can't say it's my most anticipated because it's bethesda but um i want it to be good i'll say it that way so you have anything off the top of your head you want to say before we go through the list final fantasy 16 final fantasy 7 uh part 2 i don't remember what it's called rebirth yeah, no, I don't know what it's called. Whatever the second one is. 
Um, something. Get tired of trying to remember every fucking seven word Japanese title game, but uh, true. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing that. Uh, you, uh, Atomic Heart, I am interested in because mm. uh, it does like it kind of gives me big time uh, like Bioshock vibes. Uh, not necessarily like thematically uh but like in visual style i guess um was there anything else i'm sure there is i'm drawing a huge blank right now oh alan wake 2 mm. i'm really excited for oh armor core 6 yeah yep. i want to play that too so also this says uh spider-man 2 we'll get there eventually but uh if that does come out this year i will be excited for that as well because the last spider-man game was really well done Mine's still in cellophane. Yeah. No, you, that's Miles Morales. Eh, whatever. You didn't play the Spider-Man game? I played a little bit. Okay. Um, so let's just go through the list real quick. Uh, even though we've named off all the big ones already. Uh, yeah. So in January, we got Fire Emblem oh. Engage. We both said that we're both interested yeah, in that for, for sure. sure. For Spoken, I'm going to be picking up. I feel like you'll probably pick it up. Probably. So, um, those are definitely anticipated. Dead Space, we talked about. I'm going to pick it up for sure. Uh, then in February, we get Hogwarts Legacy finally. I think I'm definitely going to be picking that up. Yeah, um, I'm pretty interested in myself. I do want to wait and see, I guess, what people are saying about it when it comes out. But mm. uh, but it looks good. So. Yeah, and and um, just as like a third-person AAA wizard simulator game, I, I'm like, there's no game like this. Yeah, for sure. No game exists like this game, so like I have to play it. It's like really neat looking. Yeah, it looks neat. Especially when they showed off the uh, customization of like your room and like yeah, yeah, you're gonna be able to like freely go around and fly around and shit. I'm like, that's that's pretty crazy. They're they're doing a lot with it, so definitely anticipating coming out really soon. Uh, Next, we got Wild Hearts. I think we're both kind of like yeah, I'm so on the fence on that one. Yeah, I I feel like it's gonna be decent. I just don't. It's not. It's not Monster Hunter, so it's like it, it feels like Monster Hunter Light, but not in the same way that like Dauntless did. So um, yeah, we'll see. It's a little little more robust, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, definitely. Atomic Heart, we just talked about that. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely one of my most anticipated. You brought it up, so uh, pretty much is yours as well. Uh, Horizon Call of the Mountain is the VR game coming out for PSVR two. You got yours locked in, right? The game. Your I have to pay for it next month, but yeah. Yeah. Um, that thing's looking fucking sick. I watched a video on it. Um, I watched it, someone it seems, use it. Yeah, it seems pretty high end. The only complaint cool. the dude had, he had a few complaints, and a couple of them I just like shook my head. Like he said, it has a wire, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm. uh huh, okay, that's not that's not something I'm worried about. See the new Vive. Uh, I saw them talk about it, but I didn't. It's see essentially it. goggles with a battery pack on the back of your head and a single cord that goes in the battery pack. Oh, okay. I think that's what the new quest is like, too, yeah. right? Yeah. I just wonder if it's like high quality or not. So it's got 4K visuals and everything. But uh, that's what the PSVRs is as well. I just don't know. Interesting. If it's like, yeah, I don't know. I, it was kind of crazy. I was like, that's just that's like, a huge jump happening right on VR. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, yeah, everyone all at once. Everybody's yeah. like, wow, oh, that was a fat. I'm like, also, apparently I, not. Eye tracking being in these things mm-hmm. is great, especially like in a multiplayer setting. Because you're going to be able stuff, to yeah. like read people's faces and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Super cool. So um, I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, really cool stuff. 
We're definitely pro VR around here, but when it comes to Horizon Call of the Mountain, it's looking it's looking cool. It, it's it's looking like the experience, like um, oh god, what's that Astrobot game you got with the PS5? Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of reminds you of that. <laughs> yeah, um, it kind of reminds you of that for the PSVR. Like that's gonna be their showcase game. So yeah, uh, Company of Heroes three. I played the first game. It was okay. I don't know if I got anticipation for this, but I know that people love Company of Heroes, so it's cool. You're getting a third one. Uh, getting your thoughts on that? It's the World War Two RTS. Who makes it? Sega, I think. Oh, I have is... no idea about this one. You don't know about Company of Heroes? I mean, I've heard the name, but I've never huh. seen it. Very interesting. Sons of the Force we've talked about. It's yeah. it's definitely a, a definitely a uh, anticipated game for me. Kerbal Space Program Two. Uh, Had no idea. I couldn't get into the first one because you have to be an actual scientist <laughs> to play that game, and I'm not. So or just keep trying to yeah. succeed. Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while, I hear somebody go like, "Oh, this little kid I know like plays that game a lot." I'm like, "That kid's a baby genius, dude. You need to fucking <laughs> make sure that kid goes to college." Yeah. Um, but uh, I'll probably check it out. I checked out the first game. I just uh, I was like, I don't have the time to, to sit here and play with actual physics like this. Uh, Octopath Traveler 2, I'm sure you're anticipating. Yeah, man, I, I need to beat the first one. I started, I got like a good way through it and then distracted by the games. But um, I'm glad it's getting another game because the, the first one, I think, I hope, was a show to to square that uh, turn-based isn't dead, though maybe not as popular because more people definitely prefer action games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad they're not just ignoring the people who do like it. So, Yeah, yeah, agreed. Real quick, just kind of looking that this is all February, I'm thinking January has games I want to pick up. February has games <laughs> I want to pick up. It seems like... And a lot of games that were supposed to come out in 2022 got pushed back to 2023 as well. Yeah, so it's like that. an extension of last year, which is really kind of daunting. Um, True. I'm curious about Octopath Traveler 2. I don't have any like big hype for it. I think the original looked really cool. I never played it. so. Um, but uh, it, it looks really awesome. And I love that they're making games like this. So in, in, for that alone, I kind of feel like I should pick it up. Uh, let's move on to March. We got The Day Before, which is finally hopefully coming out i know a lot of people think this is a fake game um i think it's gonna come out uh, they should keep showing more and more on it um and if it is what they're showing um i'm probably gonna love it so i'm hoping they can deliver do you know what the day before is no i'm reading it. i was reading it while it's you were a talking. post-apocalyptic uh multiplayer game that looks like the division visually um but it's like an online like uh survival game with animal crossing base building yeah it looks really cool like, did we watch a video yeah, of this? long time ago i'll have to revisit a video it's it's been a long ongoing project and when they first showed it off the graphics looked like unreal it's like it started off they're like driving through the mud and they're actually leaving like tire tracks to the mud stuff and uh they stop at like a diner they're like going through there like scavenging through stuff and then like some of the newer footage they're showing like this giant fucking mall they're in and then like a city that they're in like it's it's really crazy looking i think i remember the mall scene yeah okay um but it looks like the division in the sense that it's like kind of over the shoulder um third person shooter um it's if it is even remotely close to what they've showed like 
it's going to be really popular. Huh. But if it comes out and has even one little problem, people are going to go nuts because there's been like this really strong campaign of like, this game is fake. Like this is, this is a scam, blah, blah, blah. So people are like ready to yeah. destroy this game. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Cause if it does come out and has problems or they, you know, shortchange it at all. Yeah. Well, they did that themselves. So for sure. A lot riding on this game though. Um, I hope it's really good. And it, I, it would be one of my most anticipated, but I don't know. There's a lot of mystery in the air. So, anyway, uh, Will Longfall and Dynasty definitely interested. Um, it looks a lot like Neo. I love Neo, um, but I haven't really seen anything that really differentiates it too much outside of the Chinese theming, which is definitely refreshing and interesting and cool. Um, but uh, I'm gonna play it for sure. Like I'm gonna buy it day one. But uh, I kind of know what I'm getting into with this a little bit. So. Like not my hype isn't like insane. Yeah. Also, I don't but, know if I have any hype. It's definitely going to be something that I'm just kind of kind of wait and see. Yeah, yeah. But what they did with Neo Neo two fantastic games. So yeah, I'm you know I'm very confident in this game. Uh, moving on, we got Skull and Bones. Uh, Hard pass. We'll see if it finally comes out. I fuck. <laughs> I think I'm gonna try it, but it's not. I'm confused on why. Why, why are they making this and why is it coming out now? And why did they delay it so many times and redo it so many times? And then they're releasing it. And it's like just the ship combat from Assassin's Creed and nothing more. And everybody who watched the video was like, you can't get off the ship. I'm okay with that. But like the average person seems to not be okay with that. So it's kind of crazy they made that decision, especially with games like um, uh, Sea of Thieves out there. They could have yeah, definitely and it, and it uh, rivaled a, it. Yeah, it doesn't need to be a blatant ripoff of that, but yeah. like huge missed opportunity, I think. Because like the the biggest like I I think Sea of Thieves is fun, but the biggest turnoff of Sea of Thieves for me is um, it's it's a little too open <laughs> world, right? There's not enough uh, uh, for me. For me, I, I need love- to emphasize that. Um, I get if I don't have someone basically going, "Hey, go do that." I, I play the game for a week and I'm done. So mm-hmm. I love the experience of Sea of Thieves in the sense of like yeah. the, the sandbox, the friends, all stuff. But like cosmetics is not enough to keep me coming back to a game. Yeah. And I don't like that visual style at all. So I'm okay with it. But uh, if there's like some kind of tangible upgrades mm. in the game in any way, I think I'd be more pulled to playing it because I think otherwise, like I've had some really good times in that game. It's oh, definitely it, a game. It's fun for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But like, I can't just keep doing those same activities to over get some new again. pants. Yeah. So yeah, I'm with you on that. I, it just, it seems to be missing something to keep me playing it. Yep. Just like one thing it's missing. Yeah. So, but um, skull and bone seems to be missing a lot of things. So <laughs> The one part everyone wants, which is to be the pirate itself. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're going to be able to dress up your pirate, but I guess you're just... So you're going to look at him? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so anyway, yeah. you're you're not sold. Not even a I am curious to see if the game's going to be okay or uh, a surprise hit or bad. So uh, Bayonetta Origins, Ceriza, and the Lost Demon. This is that game we saw that tonally was completely different than Bayonetta. We're surprised yeah. that they're even making it. Um, I'm not a Bayonetta fan, but I think Same. it's really neat that they're doing this. Um, but on that, I I can't be I can't be stoked for it. So you have no history with the series. So. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. We are going to be playing, or maybe we are playing already, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order this month 
Um, and so I'm going to allow myself to see if I'm excited for this game after playing this. Because we watched the trailer. I actually thought it looked really cool. But I haven't played the, the, the game that comes before it. So it's hard for me to be hyped about a sequel when I haven't even played the original game. But um, it's Respawn, so that alone makes me interested. Um, Star Wars sadly doesn't anymore. Um, but yeah, definitely curious. I'm just going to have to wait till I beat uh, Fallen Order. I feel like I'm going to have a hard time commenting on this um, and not ruining maybe some of the stuff I might have to say later in the month as sure, well. So that's fair. Um, I will reserve my commentary. Yeah. Uh, one of my most anticipated games of 2023 is definitely Resident Evil 4 Remake. Um, though it is just a remake, it looks like a pretty substantial remake. Um definitely prioritize other games but it's definitely a game i really want to play so uh big hype for me on this one i mean i don't play resident evil but um i appreciate them and mm -hmm. i am excited for people uh because i know a lot of people like this game so yeah <laughs> crime boss what? rock a city um what? you remember the trailer at the game awards had Michael Madsen and a bunch I, of other people I get the memory of a goldfish these days now it's <sighs> i think it's it I watched gameplay of it and it almost looks like Payday 2, but in like a, I don't know, the mission structure seemed like Payday I, 2. I remember the the actors being yeah, at the Game Awards and being related to a game. It's got a bunch of people in the game that, that lost it. essentially just need some money. Like there's like this cheap factor to the game, it feels like. so, um, And a lot of these guys are probably sitting around just kind of waiting for someone to ask them to be in something. <clears throat> Ouch. Um, this is a game that's either going to be comically stupid or, uh, awesome in the worst way possible. So, um, I have no hype for it, but when it comes out, if I hear good things about it, I'll definitely check it out. Um, System Shock Remake. Uh, I'll be curious. I haven't seen anything on it really, but, That's um, an old game. Yeah. Crazy. I think there's a teaser that I saw for it, but I don't think I've seen gameplay, but, uh, I'll, I'll be curious, but I can't really speak on it right now because I don't know anything about it. Apparently, it's coming out soon, though, so maybe there is gameplay yeah, that I, mean, I haven't seen. It says there, obviously, but it's like a, a, a predecessor, basically, to like Bioshock. So. Mm -hmm. um, what is this? Other notable Q1 2023 games, mm -hmm. One Piece, Like a Dragon, Ishin, which I'm really excited about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, finally getting to play that. Uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland, Darkest Dungeon 2. Never played the first one, but I heard great things. It's Amnesia Amnesia the Bunker, I'm actually really excited about. That looks awesome. Flintlock, don't know what that is. Killer Clowns from Outer Space, definitely <laughs> curious about that. It looks kind of cool. Layers of Fear, there's already a Layers of Fear, so I'm, I'm curious on what they're doing with that. Uh, season, a letter to the future. That's the second time that's been mentioned in this episode. And Witchfire. So uh, there's some notable games. Season then, what? Uh, season a letter to the future okay april we got dead island 2 i'm actually really excited for dead island 2 um i like the first game even though it's got a lot of jank to it um this game has been delayed but when i saw the gameplay reveal for it it looks way better than i thought it was gonna look so i'm definitely excited for this uh, i'm definitely excited to play some co-op with people and uh, i'm curious to see what's gonna keep this game alive and differentiate it from um what I would say is the superior game Dying Light as a series. Um, Dead Island happened, then Dying Light happened, and I was like, 
So it's dying or it's Dead Island with parkour, but it's a little bit more. But Dying Light Two is definitely kind of made the the series grow in a way that I'm like, okay, we don't really need Dead Island, but then seeing this, I'm like, no, nah, it's it still has a place. It still looks cool. So I'm definitely definitely anticipating it. You probably have nothing for it. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> All right. Uh, in May, we got the Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, the game that I made a TikTok about, like the games I most anticipate. And so many people were like, uh, you didn't say Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And I'm just like, yeah, no, I didn't say that. I know I didn't say it. Um, I want to see it. I'm curious about what it looks like um, more than what they've shown already. Uh, I'm not I'm not the biggest Zelda guy, which I know is like blasphemy in gaming. But like, um, I like Zelda. I don't dislike it. I'm just not like a huge fan uh, there's definitely some good ones. And I think the last one was pretty good. I hated the durability system, but um, uh, I'm sure they will fix that in this or, or change that up because that was like the biggest thing you heard anyone complain about was swinging a weapon three times and it just breaks in your hand. Um, Though I have heard, uh, and this is for similar reasons that people like Elden Ring, the the open world nature of it doesn't feel wasted. So, Well, uh, Elden Ring's open world is actually heavily inspired by um, the last Zelda game. Yeah, and, this, and that makes sense if people yeah. are comparing them anyway. So, mm-hmm. uh, interesting. So, yeah, uh, I'll wait and see. But um, I'm not super stoked. Although, one thing that's really interesting, somebody was talking about this recently. I forget who it was. Uh, maybe it was an analyst. Of, I don't remember who it was. But they were saying that um, people are keeping an eye on Nintendo right now because this is the last game of, like, AAA uh, development that they have announced so people are like what's coming next so people are thinking that this year or next year they're gonna announce a new console new hardware yeah. yeah which what they i think they should do unless they got bigger cooler ideas than what i got they just need to have an, an upgraded switch i think the switch is like perfect yeah it just needs to be i don't think better. i'm done with the switch so that'd be but i don't know what they got going on so yeah. all i can do is keep my thoughts in in what I know. So. They should just make a Switch Two, with maybe better ergonomics, better sticks, better hardware, but still the same principle because it's it's genius. Uh, but then better hardware, so you get better looking games. It's been a while now; they could put better stuff in there. Uh, but one hundred percent be able to play all your games from Switch. I will be extremely disappointed if they don't kind of stay in theme in the direction they've gone because I it's perfect I feel like them kind of tackling this both home console and portable console thing is fantastic and the other two aren't doing it I literally think the switch is the culmination of their pursuit in mobile gaming and all their consoles before the switch yeah it's great all the experiments they did with the Wii the Wii U even the 64 everything just kind of led to this like super smart console that does like a little bit of everything they've done before mm-hmm. but in a way that's not gimmicky feeling no it feels it's great it's just there as a feature if you want to use it it's really smart so yeah i would hate to see them like just release some like you know gamecube 2 where it's just like a, a normal console that's just like a cube but more powerful i'm like no no no, no. go back to like what you had with the switch that was the shit like yeah, yeah. anyway um and i think they'll do that so we will see um let's see suicide squad Kill the Justice League. I know you got big hype for that one. I do only because of Rocksteady, who made the Arkham trilogy, and so they're like a really fucking high caliber, um, high quality uh, dev. 
I don't have a whole lot of love for anything comic books now anymore because I'm pretty fatigued on it. But also, um, Suicide Squad stuff is fun enough. Um, but it's not it's not the pull. Uh, Rocksteady is, and I want to play a, a new Rocksteady game. So uh, I am definitely anticipating this. Uh, hope it's great. Street Fighter Six in June. Yes. Uh, yeah, I've slowly. <laughs> become more and more interested in this. I've kind of accepted that I'm like not a Street Fighter guy. Uh, always try to convince myself I was a Street Fighter guy. Every time I play it, I'm like, I'm not a Street Fighter guy. I just, I just, I'm not, I can't get into these. I literally just keep hearing this from people who play Street Fighter too. The best he's ever played. I, I, watching the gameplay, I was like, yeah, it looks like it's come a long way. It looks like they're adding new features, a bunch of brand new stuff. Graphics are fantastic. Mode. Yeah. Like, it's looking like the total package. It's looking like they're making up for, you know, all the negative launches they've had with the last like two Street Fighters when they first come out. People complain about them. Um, so yeah, it's 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 looking like the real deal, and I'm really excited for it. So, uh, Diablo Four. No, no Diablo Four. Um, I want to play it. Some people who played it early said uh, that it's really good. That they're really excited about it and. Uh, they think people are going to love it, but my problem is they're they're moving towards this like MMO inspired online experience, which I don't think is what Diablo should be um, as like a games as a service. But also playing Diablo Immortal and seeing how blatantly uh, forward they were with how they wanted to monetize that game in the in the lamest way possible only tells me that they are capable of doing that in a game, and I. If I get like even a whiff of them doing that in Diablo 4, I won't play it. Um, there are so many things that are just like, oh, just do this to stay busy and we'll reward you with shit that doesn't matter. If you're doing that Diablo 4, I'm I would not play it. Um and I don't trust I don't trust fucking Blizzard anymore. So anyway, I uh I want Diablo 4 to be good and I feel like I should be really hyped for it. And um, if it's really good, I, I feel like I kind of am hyped for that. But I'm also reserving myself to go like it's there's a good chance it's not going to be as good as it could be. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Final Fantasy 16, I think we're both really excited for. Um, one. <laughs> every every trailer we've seen have just been better and better. Big, epic, awesome looking. Um, gameplay's looking great. Graphics look great. Um, story looks interesting. So, yeah, uh, it'll be day one. Uh, for me as well, so definitely yeah, though excited. Yeah, it sucks because, and it says there at the bottom, six months after it comes out, the exclusivity goes away, which means it'll be on PC in November. But you don't wait it out? No. <laughs> yeah, I'm not either. Just buy it twice. If it's so if it's, if, it's, if it's good enough, buy it twice. Support it. All right. Um, let's see. In spring 2023 games... It's not. Oh, it's kind of like earlier where I said like first quarter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mentions or whatever. So Forza Motorsport will be coming out. I'm definitely curious about it. Um, Forza is definitely a good competitor to Gran Turismo. This uh, is like their main number ones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've not been a big fan of Motorsport, but uh, the Horizon series is really good. So true. That's kind of where I'm at when it comes to Forza. But um, this is a new one. I want to see what they're bringing to the table and. Uh, you know, what kind of quality they can bring, what kind of experience they can bring, and uh, if it'll uh, 
feel like the racing sim that I always kind of wished Forza would be and not be this weird middle ground between arcade racer and sim. But we'll see. Uh, Minecraft Legends. What did you think of Forza? Whatever. Just whatever about uh, it? I, no, I'm not interested. Yeah. Okay. What about uh, Minecraft Legends? I thought that looked okay. Obviously, I have to wait for that one to come out, though. Because mm-hmm. it was kind of the same with the the last one they did. Uh, Dungeons. Dungeons, which I heard good things about, but I also heard like it's really short <laughs> and not like super in depth. It's anything, not. So. It's not deep, but it was no. better than it should have been. Yeah. So like it's is a weird thing, but uh, yeah, this is one of the situations. I'll wait and see what people say about it. Yeah. So yeah. Um. Let's see. We got Hollow Knight Silk Song. I thought the first one was okay. I didn't play it a whole lot, but uh, I was like, people love that. Game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't got any hype for it, but I'm sure I'll play it on a uh, PlayStation Plus at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Homeworld three, I definitely want to play. I uh, only recently played. I think I played Homeworld two for the first time, like in 2020, and uh, I was really impressed with it for how old it was. So uh, definitely looking forward to Homeworld three. Um, yeah. Did you ever play Homeworld? Uh. Uh-uh. It's a space RTS. It's uh It's done really well. I like the way that they handle. Um, movement through space in different directions and stuff it's not just like it's like a flat plane but it's like layered through so you can like move yeah, I, your I've guys seen, up and i've down. seen it before yeah mm-hmm. uh i don't know i it's just kind of i don't have any issues with it it just doesn't really have like a pull for me I yeah. guess. So. i guess homeworld and homeworld world 2 have like really good stories too i didn't play homeworld 2 enough to to get through it but yeah i've heard that before uh redfall is a game that i Here's where I'm at with it. I definitely am going to play it when it comes out because it's my kind of game. It's a uh, up to four player cooperative shooter. Um, we're going to be running around kind of like a Far Cry esque like system where you're going from place to place, capturing places, stuff like that. Um, definitely right in my alley. Um, everything I've seen on it, though, I think my biggest hang up on the game is the enemies seem kind of samey repetitive and their movements are super predictable um which is not that exciting but i think that they're you know getting away from zombies and trying to do vampires is at least them trying to do something um i think the people behind the game arcane um are definitely talented they've made some great games so um it's hard for me to believe that redfall would be any different um but watching trailers on it and 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 gameplay it hasn't built hype it's it's gonna be one of those situations like uh um oh god uh rainbow six extraction just kind of came out is on game pass i played it i enjoyed it but it wasn't the best thing ever i kind of feel like it's gonna be something like that but better probably pass pass (laughs) uh stalker 2 hard chernobyl is probably top two top three most anticipated games for uh I i think for me honestly it's uh, Armored Core 6 is my most anticipated. My second is probably Stalker 2. Third, Alan Wake 2, if it comes out in 2023. I thought it's supposed to, but maybe it's not. I'm not seeing it on here. But uh, no, I'm only halfway down the page. So. Yeah, but Alan Wake 2 is like huge for me as well. But there's so many good, good games coming out this year. But Stalker 2 is like, I watched the last trailer, and I was just like, holy shit, it looks amazing. Like, I can't, it's... It's the it's the sequel I want. Uh, any thoughts? You didn't play the first Stalker. Ah, uh, so it's not in my wheelhouse, so I don't have any strong opinions one way or the other. Fair. So let's talk about Starfield. Um, 
I'm going to make people mad, but I'll pass. I don't, I don't really like Bethesda, so I won't be playing it. Okay. Um, I'm in a similar thought process of my criticism of Bethesda, um, uh, a company that I once loved a lot, um, kind of lost lost that love for them uh, with a lot of their games that are churning out that felt same, 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 same. Um, I want them to have a renaissance. I want them to uh, get back to what made their games special, and Starfield has to be that. Um, and if it's not, I'm just going to be like business as usual, and it's not going to do anything to help my view of Bethesda. Watching the gameplay, some of it did kind of just seem like more Bethesda type games. They definitely have a thing they do, but a couple things uh, seem promising, like the ship uh, customization, which is really cool. The amount of plants you can be able to go to, I'm really curious how they're going to handle that. But the biggest thing for me, and kind of uh, still my positive view of what Bethesda has brought to their genre, this genre, is there are still not a whole lot of games that have as much choice in them as a Bethesda game. Even if the gameplay has gotten kind of stale because it's the same engine they've been using since fucking 1908, um, they still try and emphasize that you can walk up to any NPC and have an adventure based off that. And you can make choices that will change how outcomes happen. The idea of having that Bethesda experience in space doesn't exist um, to that capacity. So um, I'm hoping... I'm hoping they can nail it and bring it um, with this game uh, because I need something to get me excited for Elder Scrolls, the next Elder Scrolls, because um, I don't want to be disappointed again. So, yeah. Anyway, I, uh, I am, I'm optimistic with Starfield. I'll keep it there, but I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm hyped. I want it to be good, though. Uh, let's see. Other notable first half 2023 games, Star Trek Resurgence, Atlas Fallen, The Last Case of Benedict Fox, Planet of Lana, Aura, History, and Nightingale. Nightingale is definitely one of my most hyped games of 2023, especially in the multiplayer department. Um, that game looks fucking awesome. I love survival games, and this has a very unique visual oh, okay. style and some really cool gameplay uh, mechanics like being able to float around with an umbrella, which is really interesting. Yeah, that one looked interesting. Yeah, so I'm really excited for that. It's right up my alley, and I do really like the style. Uh, okay, summer 2023 games. We got the Expanse, a Telltale series. We'll see. We'll see. I got. I don't really have any opinion on the Expanse, but Telltale being back is cool. Um, I'm more interested in um, uh, the Wolf Among Us um, two coming out, but uh, this is cool. Anything you want to add? I mean, the property does nothing for me, but um, yeah. I am looking forward to Telltale bringing out uh, story games again. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Alan Wake 2, one of my most hyped <laughs> games for sure. So very excited for that. Um, can't wait for it. Uh, this is a game that they've been talking about for years, talking about that they want to make a sequel, but they can't. Want to make a sequel, but they can't. And finally, they were able to... Um, uh, I forgot what this, uh, the hiccup was. It was like a rights thing or something. Mm. Um, they were able to get it, though, because they hinted at it in uh, in Control, um, which was so cool. And now that we're getting it, I, I love the original Alan Wake, so I can't wait to play this. Uh, you didn't play Alan Wake? No, it's not in my wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah. But Arc 2, you played uh, Arc plenty. I did. Um, I'm hopeful that it'll be really good. Uh, unfortunately, the only thing I know about this game is that Vin Diesel's the advertisement for it. So 
how fucking weird is it that they advertised it a while ago? It's it's Arc Arc Two, and they haven't like showed gameplay. They haven't like my big thing is like there's so much content in Arc, mm-hmm. and it does look a little dated now. But like if you're gonna make a sequel, like what are you bringing to the table? Yeah, like they'll support it for sure, like they did with Arc, but. Man, how are you going to get people to hop ship from Arc to Arc 2? Like, what features are you bringing? Um, I guess it says Arc 2 makes improvements to getting around with the ability to mantle, free climb, slide, swing, and yes, ride dinosaurs through a primeval uh, world. A lot of that sounds like Arc. Um, yeah, I th- the biggest improvement I want to see, especially after playing a shit ton of Arc in the, like last year, um, the the building is very limited because it has to be like a flat surface that yeah. you build on, and that needs to not be a thing. Yeah, it needs better building for sure. So. I I kind of like uh, playing around with those limitations on building in games, but um, I would just prefer it be better. Yeah. So. Um, other than that, I I love Ark. So. Um, I I have um, hopes and hesitation with this one because it's coming out and i haven't seen seen it it, yeah Yeah, it's coming out this year in summer and we haven't seen shit on it yeah but i feel like when they when they're ready to show it they're gonna do like a big gameplay i hope so video on it Uh, so yeah i need to get in finish one of the maps in arc one but that that game's so time consuming yeah so yeah, when Arc Two comes out, though, I'll be I'll be playing it day one unless they show gameplay of it and it looks like shit. But I I doubt that. It made plenty of money. They got their formula down. They got the experience with the Arc. They're they're gonna they're gonna be able to do just great with the uh, Arc Two. So yeah, yeah. Uh, my most anticipated game for twenty twenty three is Armored Core Six: Fires of Rubicon. This is a long time coming for me. I'm so excited for this. And if they don't deliver on it, I'm gonna be so disappointed. But if they if they knock it out of the park, I'm gonna be so happy because the only armored core I didn't like was five, and that was the last armored core. It's like it was almost like it was like winding down anyway. They're like, well, let's make this, and then it wasn't good. They're like, eh, well, fuck it. Maybe people don't like that game anymore. It's like, no, he's made a bad one. <laughs> um, so yeah, hopefully they can return to form. Hopefully they can add more than ever. Hopefully they can maintain that Armored Core feel. They already came out and said this is not going to be a Souls-like game. This is going to be a strip Armored Core game, which is exactly what I needed to hear. And that trailer, holy shit, yeah, it's good. was too good. Like, <laughs> like I haven't seen gameplay. I'm like, yeah, it's my most hyped game. I don't even know what the fuck the game looks like. Well, actually, that's not true. Uh, in January of last year, I covered the leaks. I've seen what the game looks like, but that was pretty early. Um, but what I saw from those leaks looked like armored core gameplay wise. So, um, yeah, I, I hope they can deliver an awesome single player story, uh, with co-op would be even cooler, uh, an arena mode where you can fight against NPCs and go through all of the, all of the, uh, like the LPS competitors, uh, multiplayer against friends, uh, with online and then some kind of co-op mode that would, if they can nail that and customization, crazy customization, they can nail that i will be so happy big epic fights cool music they already got that nailed in the trailer they're gonna nail that with this um yeah i just the potential is like so huge so i hope they don't fuck it up yeah but from software is just like they've just done better and better and better and better so their trajectory i have no reason to, to be worried yeah 
I mean, I'm on the same page. Uh, I didn't play five. I, I think I kind of barely played four, but I, I definitely played one, two, and three. So. Four was amazing. Um, it's it's so sad that four was that good, and then they just was that uh, on Xbox? Is that it was on everything? But was uh, it? yeah, I must have just it. I liked it better on 360 when it came out because uh, the 360 had bloom lighting and the PS3 didn't. It, I think it used... Um, I remember seeing that. And so like yeah, yeah. Uh, the lighting in Armored Core looked way cooler because everything had a softness to the, the mm. light and on PS3 it looked like shit. Yeah, I remember that now. Um, I, I missed that one for some reason. I must have been doing something else in my life at the time. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so I, it's been a long time since I played one. Um, but like you said, I, co-op would be would be cool. But um, I really, really, really want them to go crazy with customization. I just want to be able to make whatever kind of mech I want. So yeah, I want it to be as good as it's been, but better. Yeah, like a base minimum. If it's like as good as it was, I'll be happy. But yeah, just just more. So yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Assassin's Creed Mirage. I am definitely curious about it. I think it's really interesting the strategy that they're going to be making more of the uh, uh, RPG style Assassin's Creeds. They're going to be going like more old school with Assassin's Creed. Um, I forgot which one this one is. Blockbuster franchise back to its more linear stealth. Fo- yeah. So this is the one that a lot of people are really excited about because they're trying to go back to their roots, um, which I think uh, sounds cool. But it does it just kind of reminds me of what Ubisoft's been doing lately and just trying to figure out what people want by offering whatever they can and, uh, you know, getting rid of what doesn't work and continuing with other things that do work. So uh, hopefully this works for them. Um, I need to see, you know, more on it. But, uh, but yeah, I'm definitely interested in it. <clears throat> so I haven't played an Assassin's Creed since the French one. Um so it's hard for me to have like a hard opinion. I remember when we watched the previews for the mini Assassin's Creed projects coming, um, that a couple of them did look kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't remember which ones are which at this point, but if it's one of those, you know, I'll keep my eye on it. Uh, but I don't really have like any hard opinion. So fair. Uh, sequel to your favorite game, Hades. <laughs> it's the episode where I piss everyone off constantly. Um, I don't like roguelikes, so it'll be passed for me. Though, the amount of people who love this game, I'm very happy that you guys are getting another one. It so definitely soon. deserves it. So soon after the original. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for Hades too. I, I really liked Hades, so um, definitely not one of my most hyped games, but it's I'm I'm stoked for it. I'll definitely play it. Uh, Liza P. Um, yeah, I'm I'm interested in. It. I think it looks uh, pretty cool. Um, doesn't have quite the from software uh, quality to it, but it looks really high quality. It looks uh, cool. It it's it's uh it's an interesting take, uh, interesting theming that it's based around Pinocchio, um, but uh, the world, the atmosphere, the combat, I think it looks cool. So yeah, I'll definitely uh, be looking into it uh, and possibly buying it day one. Also, his mentions there uh, decisions based off lying or not impact gameplay. I think mm-hmm. it's an interesting idea. Um, I really just kind of need to, because we saw we saw some stuff on it, but I don't know. I feel like I need to see more still. Um, but it looks uh, it looks good. I'm more on the side of of uh, anticipation than I am on the the pass side of things. Mm-hmm. So 
Fair. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2, I'll be picking this up day one. I think what they did with the last Spider-Man was really good. Um, probably one of the best superhero movies, or not movies, games I've ever played. Um, and so I can only imagine this one uh, will be even better. So, uh, yeah, can't wait to play it. I don't have any dislike for the series, but I didn't beat the first one. I didn't even open the second one. Uh, so probably not. All right. Uh, Payday 3, they only just recently released a uh, teaser <laughs> announcement for this, uh, confirming it's coming out. But I love Payday 2. Uh, the game is old, though, at this point. And so um, I'm definitely ready for a Payday 3. I haven't seen gameplay, though. And I'd like to see what they're what they're going to bring to the table, uh, how far they've advanced the formula. Um, but who am I kidding? I... I can almost guarantee I'll be picking this up the day it releases. So, I mean, unless they screw it up, I'm in the same page. Um, but I don't know anything about it, so yeah, I can't really have a strong opinion. Yeah, need uh need some gameplay. Uh, Pikmin Four. I've never played any. Well, no, no, I played Pikmin One a little bit, so I'm a little behind. Yeah, I played. I think it's the first one a little bit. It's yeah. just not my type of game. Um, I don't have any issue with it or anything, and I know people love them, so. Yeah. I mean, if I hear something that's, like, so undeniable about it, I'll look into it, but yeah. I, I got nothing, no uh, no big hype on it. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I'm curious, strongly curious to try this game out. It is a, um, uh, a Dead by Daylight style game, but it's interesting because I think it's either three or four people who are trying to survive, but then there's, like, a team of, like, two or three of the uh, family trying to kill you. So it's actually like teams versus each other. Okay. Which I think sounds um, uh, super interesting. Um, I watched some gameplay and it looked pretty cool, but also f- seemed kind of limited because there's like two maps maybe. But uh, I like that they're trying to do something different. So yeah, I'll, uh, I'll probably pick this up when it comes out, but uh, not super stoked on it. I can already kind of guess you probably got nothing for it. Yeah, I would say it's, it's not my type of game. Um, I also get concerned with movie license games because, like, how long is it going to be supported for before they decide to take the license away? So Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't know. I don't really have a strong opinion. Not my game. Yeah. Uh, next we got Warhammer 40K Space Marine 2. Um, I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, Saber Interactive's making this, and I love the games they make. Uh, they're really good at making fun games, um, but graphics look good. I'm like slowly becoming a Warhammer fan through the video games, <laughs> and uh, this is looking awesome. Looking like you're just like slashing through crowds of dudes uh, as a giant hulking fucking uh, space marine. So um, I think I'm gonna pick it up for sure. <clears throat> I remember looking pretty all right. Um, I'm not a big 40k guy, so um, I don't really have any hype for it. But if it's good game, I'll pick it up. All right, uh, Wolf Among Us 2, I played through and beat the original one, and I liked it, and I've been waiting for a sequel for a long time, so uh, uh, I'm definitely going to play this. I feel like it's been so long, though, that I kind of don't remember fully what happened in the in the game, so maybe I need to go back and play through it, but I liked it. Uh, I thought it was really neat the way they did everything. The visual style was cool. I definitely think it's one of uh, Telltale's best uh, games that they made uh, after, of course, um, The Walking Dead. So um, good. Yeah, uh, so really excited for them to actually be able to uh, make this. So, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be playing it. 
I didn't play the first one, so I'd have to do that first. But I think I think you'd like it. I'm sure I would. Um, I, I think most things, even properties, I'm not necessarily super interested in. Uh, Telltale's got a pretty good way of, of making it interesting. So yeah, true. Uh, notable games with this same release window. We got Aliens: Dark Descent. I'm definitely interested in that. Ark Raiders. I'm definitely interested in that. Uh, Banishers: Ghosts of New Eden. Blasphemous Two. Interested in that. Crash Team Rumble. Everywhere. Exoprimal. I was interested in that until I watched the uh, the most recent trailer for it, and I was like, doesn't look that great. Uh, Immortals of Avium, uh, like a dragon, Gaiden, uh, definitely interested in that. Uh, Lollipop Chainsaw Remake, Lords of the Fallen, I'm definitely interested in that. Uh, Metal Slug Tactics, uh, Moving Out 2, Oxenfree 2, Pragmata, uh, interested in that. Remnant 2 is one of my most hyped games of 2023. Uh, I forgot about that one, but Remnant 2 is 100% one of my most hyped games, top five. Uh, maybe. Uh, replaced also really really stoked about replaced it looks awesome uh, Slitterhead I think is that horror game I think what was Slitterhead uh, I think I'm interested in that uh, Stellar Blade kind of interested and Super Bomberman R2 uh, maybe I'm struggling because I can't remember what anything is so yeah, um, Arc Raiders Arc Raiders is a uh, third-person uh, cooperative shooter uh, made by that company that's making that, um, oh, God, the other game that's like a first-person shooter that's like a contest. Anyway, it's it's people, it's a lot a lot of people who used to work at DICE. And Arc Raiders is like a, it's like a sci-fi third-person shooter. Did we watch them on it? Yes. I don't remember. It's actually like a pretty good trailer. The, huh. the game looks awesome. But, uh... Well, I don't remember, so I need to refresh on that one, apparently. Um, but the the dev making it is proven in what they've made before, but unproven in what they're going to be bringing with this dev. Because mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious, because I think a lot of these games are going to be free to play, and I don't know how they're going to handle that. So, Gotcha. That is my apprehension. But other than that, the quality's fucking there. Like, it looks really good. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, nothing's really clicking here like a dragon probably did you play like a dragon that's the the rpg yeah Yakuza. we plus club yeah 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 okay i played it for quite a bit i need to beat it yeah um but i, I played quite a bit yeah that's so. the uh isn't that the gaiden is that the sequel i don't remember i thought ishin was no ishin's the samurai game sam all turned around now yeah. Uh, whatever it is, I'm sure if it's in that series, I'm interested. So, um, lollipop chainsaw, I never played. It always looked kind of quirky though. Uh, it being remade might be interesting to play it. Cause, uh, at this point it's too old, I think for the, the other one, mm-hmm. uh, Lords of the Fallen is a, is a maybe it looked pretty interesting thematically. Um, I like tactics games. Metal Slug's got a cool style. That's a big maybe. Um, Remnant 200%. Unless it just is bad, which I'd be so disappointed. But yeah. So ready for it. Uh, And I don't remember anything else on this list. So. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Oh, and you get to vote. Oh, is this the rest of the list? That's That's it. it. What game are you most looking forward to next year? I can't vote for you, but for me, it's 16, so. 
Yeah, what they have listed is Legend of Zelda, Dead Space, Hogwarts, Legacy, Atomic Heart, Resident Evil 4, Remake, Dead Island 2, Diablo 4, Resident Evil, or not Resident Evil, Final Fantasy 16, Marvel Spider-Man. Resident Evil 16. <laughs> I was just thinking about Resident Evil, apparently. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Pikmin 4, Starfield. They don't even have any of my most anticipated games. So I'd have to pick uh, something else. Yeah, well, that's that. Uh, I thought there'd be more to this list, but I uh, guess not. So, anything else you want to say? Same thing as always. I need more free time. Need more free time. Need more money this year, dude. I'm going to be spending a lot. <laughs> it's going to be rough. Yeah, I got a chunk next month because of the PSVR 2, but I uh, mm. I definitely wanted it. So, Yeah, I'm glad one of us got our hands on it because uh, I want to I wanna try it, mm. so... And I'll buy one eventually. But now I'm looking at the new Vive, and I'm like, hmm. So. Yeah, I'm wondering what Valve's response to all that's going to be. Is there going to be a new Index? Index, too, so, probably. Also, but they're they're all about the Steam Deck right now, so I don't even think they're thinking about it. Yeah. I'm also wondering, because everyone's kind of getting away from the Lighthouse thing. Yep. Um, which I'm kind of happy about. The two things they got to get rid of is, uh, well, three things. They got to make the headset lighter so people can wear it longer. They got to get rid of the lighthouses because they want to get rid of um, setup. And uh, they got to get rid of cords or minimize them because all those factors, the setup process is the reason why my VR is not being used all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, but with wireless, the battery like is going to be a huge issue too. So yeah, the the Vive that they showed off had that battery pack once unplugged. But then at one point when the guy was playing, he had uh, it's like a USB C plugged into it. Oh, that's plugged. good. That's yeah. good. Okay. So and I'm sure they figured out the latency thing by now. I know early on when they were talking about wireless, it was a uh, latency thing and it wouldn't increase motion mm-hmm. sickness. So. Well, in the PSVR two, in uh, one of the videos I watched, has four cameras on the front and that's mm-hmm. how it's doing a lot of the tracking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, 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 it uh, does similar to like the quest does in that regard. Yeah. But, uh, well, it just seems uh, smart because it's like uh, smoothing out the barrier of entry in the sense that like, you don't have to set up with your controller, your play area, drawing it, out it, the room. It, yeah. it, it wants you to look around and it'll scan the room for mm-hmm. you. I wonder how accurate that's going to be though. Cause I could see some people having things in the room. It doesn't recognize and then they trip over it, but we'll see. But, uh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, looking looking really cool, and I'm glad that a lot of these uh, will use their cameras to let you see without taking the headset off too and stuff like that. Yeah, so. that's good. The, uh, the eye tracking, like you know, brought up mm-hmm. earlier, haptic feedback in the controllers, um, haptic feedback in the headset, I believe as well, on the PSVR two. So I I don't know. Yeah, maybe I know it's supposed to have the exact same dual sense vibrations though in the controllers, mm-hmm. which is really cool. So, but yeah. Anyway, how do we get on VR? money this year oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> and like, i said i have to drop a a chunk next month yeah so yeah well let us know in the comments what are your most anticipated games of 2023 give me a top five if you want give me a top three just give me one uh what are you looking most forward to what are you curious about what games are you avoiding this year and uh, do you think it's gonna be good year for gaming do you think it's gonna be better than 2022 do you think it's gonna be worse and yeah, let me know everything you think about in the comments below. All right, it's that time again where we read your comments and we reply to them. If you want your comment read for sure, uh, type in hashtag STLG and I'll read it uh, first. And I'll make sure to read it unless it's something crazy. Otherwise, I read it random. So if I don't read your comment, you're like, you didn't read my comment. 
type in hashtag STLG. All right, so I made that video where I talked about um, how Deep Rock Galactic has a bunch of content, and I think it's like a near-perfect game because it's pretty much made for me. Uh, I pretty much just gush about how much I love Deep Rock Galactic, and I thought it was really funny uh, in comments over on TikTok how many people were like either... Uh, you know, I never played this game. You're actually selling it to me. Or like, oh, I've never heard of this game. You're selling it to me. Deep Rock owes me money. <laughs> I mean, they gave the, you uh, some publicity. They so. gave me, no, no, no. Uh, the YouTube video got views because they actually posted on their Twitter and it got to like 3,000 some views or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm very appreciative of that. But at the same time, uh, I did just make a three-minute advertisement for them. So for free. Um and uh, I appreciate the views, but then over on TikTok, I have like 53,000 views, so it's a little different. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, it was a good, uh, it was fun making that video and uh, got a lot of really good comments. A um, couple things I want to address because people said it in the comments. Uh, first off, uh, Flap, Flapjack, Daddy Claps, Dummy Thick, Pancake Cheeks, No Syrup uh, said, I've heard you guys talk about this game for years, but never myself have played. Looks interesting and great to play with friends. I replied to you this already, but I'm just going to say this to everyone. This game is best with friends. You can play it uh, by yourself um, and uh, play with Bosco. It's fun enough, but it's definitely a game you want to play with friends. Um, hopefully you got a chance to try this out uh, since, you, uh, since you commented, because uh, I think you might like it. Um, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, we have been talking about it for years, me specifically, but Chevy's been here for those conversations yeah. and, uh, yeah, it's funny that just now I made a video on it, but, uh, apparently it, uh, it was worth it cause a lot of people watched it and I, I appreciate that, but, uh, yeah, definitely check it out. It's, uh, if we've been talking about it for this long and you haven't played it yet, what are you waiting for? Um, thank you for the comment. Let's see. Cordy Momu says you missed one thing the battle pass doesn't have a fomo effect since nothing is ever gone permanently this is something that okay so my my video on uh, tiktok that i put on youtube is three minutes long because in replies when you do a video reply to somebody you can only do three minutes uh or or less um my original uh edit was four minutes i cut off a whole minute of that video to make it fit and one of the things i did say Two things that I regret cutting, but I had to, is the music is amazing in Deep Rock. I think it's like a fantastic soundtrack. It's really good, full of bangers. And also, the season pass is um, handled very well in the sense that there is no FOMO because anything you don't accomplish in the season pass gets thrown into the loot pool that you find as you play the game already. So you, you can't lose access to that stuff. So you can just have a little more say on what you unlock right now if you play the... Uh, the season pass, but uh, you won't lose access to that stuff. So you are right. It does have, uh, or doesn't have a FOMO effect when you play it. Um, I did miss it, but not, but not really. Cause I, I did put it in the video, but I just cut it cause it wasn't as important as the rest of what I said. Uh, thank you for the comment. Psycho scream says shit. If the game was cross play, I'd be down to play this game anytime. Completely solid game. I would love if you could play with us. That would be a lot of fun. Um, the problem is, Xbox and Windows version play together, but Steam doesn't. Just like Arc. Yeah. And Sarah actually looked into this on why. And I guess the uh, cave uh, procedural generation is more advanced on the Steam version. And my brain instantly was like, that makes sense. Yeah. Because the Steam version's taking advantage of PC players. And so you're going to have more RAM 
to be able to uh, load more advanced designs, but also dig more. Just like way back in the day on like Red Faction, if you had more RAM, you could dig further. Mm. Same thing here. And I'm sure the Windows version is limiting itself to what the consoles can play. Oh, for sure. And so that's really interesting, but kind of kind of shitty that it does have crossplay, but not actually. Um, that's not crossplay. <laughs> yeah, because I'm. <laughs> that's just. I don't know anybody Xbox. who plays. I don't know anybody who plays fucking Deep Rock Galactic Windows Edition. I didn't know that existed. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, an update later they will. Uh, they'll make a way that like people on Steam can like opt into playing with windows players and maybe it can like dock it down a bit on the, the procedural generation. I think that'd be a decent compromise or do something with the engine that can allow the console players to play with uh, steam players. But I think deep rock galactic is out on Xbox one and PS four. And so that's going to be hard to do. So yeah. But anyway, I agree. I agree with that on most things. Uh, cross play should definitely uh, be, um, in most games, especially co-op games. So, yeah. Let's see. I think I had one more. Um, I think it's why this person said me watching the 12th video about why DRG is so good. That was from Epsilon. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of videos because if you are into Deep Rock Galactic and you're making videos, you're probably going to make one gushing about how much you love the game. Um, and then... Uh, G. Morkin says, sometimes I think this is the best co-op game ever made. I think there is a case to be made that Deep Rock Galactic is definitely one of the best co-op games out there, in my opinion, um, if you're into it. So, yeah. A lot of comments on that video, though. Thank you, everybody who commented on that. And, uh, yeah, if you didn't get your comment read, uh, make sure to type in hashtag STLG. Also, welcome to any of the new subscribers that we got from that video. All right, last video we got uh, comments on was a review of Biomutant, Mass Effect, Legendary Edition, and Divine Knockout for Plus Club in December. We talked about those games. Make sure to go check that out if you're curious about what we thought of those games. And we got some comments from you guys. Uh, One of them was uh, JD Awesome says, put a ton of hours into 76, better with friends. Personally, as a fan of the original Fallout series, the indirect storytelling is top-notch, great story. Bethesda game, though, so it's got its bugs. Same bugs as any other Bethesda game. Ain't that the truth? Or open world in general, let's be honest. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that you gave us feedback on that because we were talking about in that episode the games that are coming out in January. Um, and uh, Fallout 76 is one of those games. And it's amazing how much I've heard from people that Fallout 76 is like a decent game now. And they all say play with your friends, um, which you're also saying. So it's really interesting that people emphasize that. Um, especially with how much I hear about griefers in the game. Um, it makes sense that people would want to play with their friends. Um, and yeah, I've heard, you know, if you're a Fallout fan, uh, I've, I've heard a couple people say that, that they like the storytelling, they like the lore and what it adds to it. Because even though you could argue this game was built just so Bethesda could have a multiplayer game, they can, you know, have a games as a service type game. Um, it is still part of that lore and world. And I guess it adds a lot to it. So that's uh that's pretty cool and i have not played it this month but i have played it before i'll reserve what i thought of it then for plus club this month but uh i am excited to sit down and play it with a group of friends so we'll see how that goes anything you want to add to that no 
All right, thank you for the comment. And last comment from KCasty90 says, wow, great video. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, thank you, everybody who commented. Thank you, everybody who watched those uh, episodes. And make sure to check those out if you did not watch them. But that's going to do it for this episode of TasteCast, episode 180. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on our uh, streams and socials. Links down below. Um, Check us out on uh, Discord. Link down below. Talk to us anytime, all time. Uh, we're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us in audio form. And we have a Patreon if you'd like to support the channel more than liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing. Um, and I have a TikTok if you want to check out my shorts. I've been Seth. This has been Chevy. Thank you, Chevy, for joining me. Oh, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on this episode. Until the next episode, have a good one, guys, and take it easy. <laughs>